The views and opinions expressed by John and DJ do not reflect those of any intelligent or rational human being. I know solely the property of the Brightside Chat. This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show. Hey, welcome back to the Bright Side and issue number 181. Marnar, how are you doing, buddy? Are you ready for this? I'm great. This introduction is taking way too long. All right, then let's get into the store. <laughs> And we're in the store, John. John gave us the keys. We're here. That was the full <laughs> amount of structure we are going to have because I'm here with Martin Ferretti and structure goes out the window. I've already been told. Here comes. He, he's got a rant. He's going to say something. Listen. Um, hi. Am I a YouTube superstar now? Is that what it is? Yeah, you're on YouTube. Yeah, yes. you're, you're oil painting-esque face. Right. <laughs> Portrait. Beautiful, Listen, Martin. Beautiful. I, I have to. I have to become a YouTube superstar to get the money to get a new background. You know what I mean? I like your background. Is that black uh, pegboard? It is. Yeah, it looks beautiful. Yeah. You look like a scene out of the Batman. It's beautiful. I mean, that, it's uh, my dream. Yeah, if I were in the Batman. The HDR that you really don't have <laughs> that we talked about a few minutes ago. Seven twenty HDR. Anti HDR, but it's it's very <laughs> like I said, it's very oil oil painting esque. Mm. It's very nice hues, very warm glow coming from the top left corner coming down. I mean, you, I mean, it's gorgeous. Listen, that's how I live my life. My life is just a painting. Yes, okay? Ex- <laughs> trying to live my best life. There no, what go. I was going to say. Listen, so everybody knows, I made DJ hit the start button because <laughs> we were chatting for like fifteen minutes. And uh, I don't know who, if your listeners listen to my show, I don't really care. I don't, I don't even <laughs> listen to my show. But uh, Nerd Legion, NerdLegion.com, go check it out. But anyway, yeah. so we, we, don't, we don't do any introductions, right? No. Nick and I have perfected this over many, many years. What happens is I hit the, the little call button mm-hmm. and I'm recording. And as soon as Nick talks, we get going. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so that's what, that's, what, that's what you need some of that in here. Okay, there's well, no bit structure going on. See, that, but okay? see. Martin, if you listen to my other show with my guests, oh, I, I know, with my guests, that's how I open. Uh, with my other guests, I, I have a little structure when I do my show, right? Just mm-hmm. my version, like when I break down a movie or something, I'll have that structure. But I love doing those just like those cold open where you just come right in and you're just you're fading into the conversation. I love that atmosphere. It works so well, especially with listeners, because let's be honest with you. It's like one of the reasons I do it is because I remember what it was like when John and I started and we sat here (laughs) by ourselves and we're like, hit record. And then the two of us just went silent because you get nervous, Mm. right? So practice. Yeah. And you're not, you're not used to it. Right. But you're like, hit record, do this. And we know it. You know, we're used to it and that this is, but you bring in, I, I appreciate my listeners just for stepping up to come on mm. a show, right? That's and right. To be fair, that's how desperate we all are in home theater just to talk to somebody. <laughs> that's what happens. See, my philosophy is a little different. My philosophy is kind of like, uh, it's two friends hanging out, yeah. talking, and then there's a bunch of creepers online listening into the conversation. <laughs> okay. That's how I like to look at it. <laughs> 
it really is. It's like the people look, okay. So like to, to play off that analogy, it's like, I'm always saying, Hey, it's like we ran into us uh, each other at Walmart, just struck up a conversation. You stood there for two hours talking home theater. And in the meantime, you've got all these people hanging over the rack, looking at you. That's <laughs> right. Down at you. That's right. Do you hear them? Do you hear them? I mean, you, you don't do that. <laughs> no. Oh, uh, that's me. Nah, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's just you following them out to the car. <laughs> Don't leave. I, uh, I, listen, I like to watch people. You know, not, not like in a creepy, weird way. Okay. Yeah. But people are people are fascinating. You yes. know what I mean? Yes, they are. W- watching interactions, it's like uh, like real life Seinfeld, if you will. Yeah, like actually, I like how you say real life Seinfeld. Yeah. Like it, it, it actually is real life. You don't have to put a fake show onto it. I mean, it's like you're watching real people. That isn't like real life. That is real life. (laughs) You just took it into into the fiction area. (laughs) Listen, this is this is an entertainment show, not a philosophy show. So we're not going to go there. Okay. I'm just telling. (laughs) That's another show that we've. uh, Mm. Oh, actually, I I was talking to a buddy of mine. So my buddy Tyler, Mm -hmm. um, I edited his book. um, Dive manual is what it's called. And uh, he just started a podcast, Black Hoodie Alchemy, and he talks about oh. like uh, like esoteric stuff and like serial killers and things like that. And um, he had his buddy Eric come on, and Eric did the cover to his book. And he's he, Eric's an artist. Okay. And uh, they they were talking about uh, like Grant Morrison and Jack Kirby and things like that. And he's like, dude, like you know all this, like you're the comics guy. You should come <laughs> on the show and we'll talk comics um so that's uh so that's what we did we did like a two-hour conversation on like uh of mostly gray morrison to be honest with you but uh yeah it was really fun so if anybody wants to check that out black Hoodie oh that's Academy. cool yeah i don't know what episode it was a uh, episode five or six is what i was on just my name will be on the title so I'll find uh yeah it was, it was a ton of fun man because uh you know talking about this uh this real life seinfeld thing like that's what gray morrison does right because he does this like magical ritual thing in his writing so yeah it was fun cool. conversation all right yeah. i'm gonna have to check that out yeah, yeah yeah um so how have you been it's been a while since well yeah it's even been a while since we've had a phone call i know it's i haven't talked to you in weeks yeah <laughs> months maybe yeah it might be a couple of months i yeah, mean we text but yeah it's like it's been a while since we actually had a conversation um, uh, I'm good, man. I, I'm busy. You know, here's the thing. Your listeners might not know this if they didn't listen to my show, but I just, I switched. <laughs> Maybe I they switched. do listen to your show. It's just so infrequent. That they, <laughs> I mean, we can talk about that. Listen, oh, I got, I, have, to. I got it right here. I'm, Why don't we get I'm another drowning. one? <laughs> the, problem, the problem is I'm drowning in comic books, so I don't have time to do anything. That's not true. No. Um, I'm drowning in real life stuff. But uh, is it good stuff? No, I, I, I yeah. I oh, mean, good, good. Stuff. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I switched from from digital comics to physical comics. Oh, you went and back. You and, oh yeah. Oh, good for you. Big time. So, uh, you know, out of my free time, which is reading comics, man. So it's pretty fun. That's good. That's good. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, shout out to to Kawabunga, Kawabunga Comics. Oh, is that where you're getting Wisconsin. your stuff? Yeah. And they deliver, yeah. Because you told me last week, you're like, you get your boxes coming in. So what do you order them? And they just ship you a crapload of them at a time. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like DCBS where you okay. make an order, you fill out an order form, you send it in. Actually, DCBS also has a website, 
Uh, Kalabunga doesn't have a website yet. But yeah, you, you make an order. Um, so you get your monthly order once a month. And then you can do like uh, FOC orders every Sunday. You know, you could actually do all of that through Arkham Comics and Games, which is this could I? podcast. Yeah, you could buy everything through John. Why didn't John say something to me? Because What, do I look John? like chopped liver? Exactly. Is it because I'm not from you Boston? Is that what yeah, it is? No, yeah, you, if, especially <laughs> if you're ordering like a large order. Yeah. yeah. Send you a pizza too. Um, what? <laughs> like a real pizza? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my God, I got this tickle in my throat that every time you make me laugh, it kills. A tickle called Martin. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, uh, man, where did it go? <laughs> <laughs> oh, there we go. Did I kill your oh soundboard? Oh, uh, uh, that's right. Oh, there my. We go. Oh, my. Oh, my. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's been really fun, man, going back to physical comics, you know? I've been reading comics for uh, 30 years, 31 years. Digital's just and, so uh, easy. It is. It's so easy. It's like you just pull up. I love I love the physical, but part of, for, for me, what I loved about the physical was getting back in the store. And it's like, mm. and that was fun. Like, I went down to John's. That's how this podcast started. I went down there. We hung out in the store for a while, talking, talking, talking. And then we're like, and, and literally the idea of the show being hanging out in the store didn't come to us right away. That kind of came to us because we were just like, what else? Are we, we're two idiots. What else could we do? And I'm like, let's mm -hmm. just make it simple and make it this, right? And so once we did that, I'm like, I got to go back to the store. And I'm like, so I found a store up here and I, I just, I loved it. I loved going in and talking to the people and talking. It's fun, man. Yeah. And then because of the show, I was actually going in and actually talking to their customers and you know, for research for the show. And they were great. They allowed me to do it. But yeah, Friendly Neighborhood Comics, which went out of business because of pretty much because of COVID. Uh, sad to say. But he's he's doing well though. He uh he opened a liquor store. But he was nice. he was already in the process of doing that before COVID. It's just that when COVID hit, it was like, why am I why am I struggling here? They just closed that down and he does hope to open it back up and he is actually selling comics out of the back of like he literally has a comic section in his liquor store. Is it like you have to go through like a gauntlet and yeah. like uh, know the secret password to get yeah, to the exactly. back room? Yeah, it's the nice. reverse. It's like, you know, when you go into the, it's like, what's behind the curtain? <laughs> liquor store must be a good businessman. That's like, uh, that's, that's like depression proof, right? Yeah. Like during good times, people buy booze because it's, it's great. And when it's bad, people buy booze because it sucks. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. Yeah, exactly. I mean, everything. I'm in the wrong line of business. Yeah. COVID hit. They shut down the gyms, but kept the liquor stores and McDonald's open. Hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. <sighs> but, but yeah. Uh, no, that's fun, man. So yeah, so, so I did that. And the only reason I picked them was because I got bullied by my friends. Uh, oh. Yes. Grown men can get bullied. Yes, they can. Um, but uh, I, I was do, thinking about doing this. I don't know. You and John talked about all this comicsology stuff. Uh, so I don't want to beat a dead horse. But uh, yeah. yeah, I was like, man, I got to I gotta get out of this crap. You know what I mean? Like I've been doing basically purely digital for forever, aside from Batman books. And uh, it just, ugh. that new site, terrible. I know they fixed a lot of stuff. Oh, my God. Terrible. It is awful. It's it terrible. is awful. The comicsology, the way it was before, was so much nicer. Mm -hmm. uh, you could, I, 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 I don't, 
I can't even say I get what they're doing. I honestly don't. I, I don't get it because I, I think it's, I don't, why are they consolidating? They're kind of consolidating their stuff, but now you go on there and you go to search for like, let me search for Spider-Man, right? And you get Spider-Man t-shirts, Spider-Man DVDs, Spider-Man this, Spider-Man that, Spider-Man that, you know, Spider-Man bed sheets. Oh, and then scroll down a little further. Spider-Man number one. Oh, there it is. Yeah. yeah. Right between yeah. the bed I mean, sheets. So, some of that stuff did get better. And like, you had to be like oddly specific about what you wanted. Yes. Um, but like again, some of it has gotten better, but it's just, it just wasn't the same experience. You know what I mean? And then, um, you know, Apple likes to take their cut. So part of the deal is like, you can't buy on the app anymore. Right. And the app's not really an app because it's just like a front end to the website. Um, so you have to like, Go online, buy your stuff, and then right. you see it on the app. And, like, that's just too much hassle, man. Comixology was always that way, though. Comixology was... Because, uh, like, I, I read everything on my iPad, but when you're mm. in the app on the iPad, you can't buy anything. And never were able to. So I'd go onto my phone, or you'd back out, like you said, go onto the website, mm-hmm. you'd buy it, and then you'd be like, okay, then you go to your... Now it's it's all through Kindle, basically, my right. Kindle yeah, app. Yeah. And you go on there, and then it just shows up. So you're like, okay. It's- well, see, and it's, I, I didn't know that was part of the experience because I wasn't doing it. I mean, look at my phone. I have an iPhone 12 mini. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not going to read comics on that. Um, but, if like, if you see me looking up constantly, I have a second monitor on top of my laptop. Yep. Um, and so, like, that's what – it's a 37-inch, so mm-hmm. perfect for comics. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> perfect. 37 yeah, it's inch like, comics. You know. I think, <laughs> is there a comic here? Especially if you read it by panel. Let's see here. Yeah, you could probably fit like six or seven comics at least. By the way, I haven't read it yet. Uh, Everyone's favorite, John Romita yeah. Jr. Amazing Spider-Man number one. And you know what? They got me too because uh, for some reason Nick suckered me into getting this book. I don't think he actually did. I need to. If I listen to my own podcast, I'd know for sure. But I like to say that he suckered me into buying it, right? Uh, because he loves John Romita Jr. He does? And, and No, he doesn't. Oh. Um, he likes it more than I do. But um, anyway, so I saw the order form come in, and it was on there. And I was like, you know what? Like, new Spider-Man book. I'll jump on. Because I like That's, to try him every once in a while. Yeah. And uh, But I was like, John Romita Jr. Ugh. But see, they got me. Because, you know, when you're doing your comic order, you're doing mm-hmm. it two months in advance. And this book is twice a month. Yeah. So by the time I get my first issue, I already ordered like five or six issues of this book. Oh. <laughs> oh. oh, there you go. Wait, wait, hang on. Where did it go? Oh, see, you got me all over the place. Mm, make sure you beat that F word. Too. That's what I'm looking for here. Where did it go? Oh, there it is. Oh. Uh, but see, now I just take that slide it and move it. So, but I have the spot so I can find it easily. Um, nice. But yeah. Uh, oh, so you haven't even read it yet? No. So you haven't opened it up and even looked at the artwork? Which I is... just got like issue two and I haven't read the first one yet. No, oh, I, I did open it up. I uh, Artwork. It is... looks nice. Listen. Some of it does. But then like. Let's see. It, some of the faces. Like I said, it looks like it was done with silly putty. I think it looks pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, you gotta. A, it doesn't as a look JR, bad. JR hater. 
Yeah, yeah. It doesn't Not look bad. bad, but go through when you're reading it and you'll get to some pa- panels and you'll look at like, oh, what happened there? Must have been on yeah, deadline. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and I think it'll be fine because, you know, he can't do, um, I mean, it's a thick book. Mm. What is this? This is a, a five ninety nine book. So it's probably like a forty page book. Mm. Um, so he's not going to be able to do like forty pages every two weeks. You know what I mean? No. So if he's, I'm sure they've had this in line for forever, right? So he's probably done his arc four issues, and then like issue five will be a different person. They're probably doing the arc, and maybe John Romita comes back or whatever. Um, I think it's fine. I actually like it. And you know, I talk a lot of crap about JRJR, but. Whatever. Maybe it's the coloring. Who knows? I like, yeah, like, I, I actually do like his artwork on Spider-Man in costume. Uh, mm, it looked, yeah. I, I thought it looked really good in that book. Um, and I, I kind of, I really like the story. And, like, John and I went back and forth on it, I think, I think it was last week when he was finally like, oh, I read it. And he didn't like it. But at the same time, mm-hmm. one of the discussions we had was, where do you go? It's like, it's so difficult to take a guy like Peter Parker or, you know, or Clark Kent that's supposed to be all good and they're supposed to be. How do you tell a story that's fresh nowadays? You know, they've been, I mean, Clark Kent's been around over 80 years. Peter Parker's been around coming up on what is 60 now. Right. And you're like, they're all good. So where do you go from there? You have to change things up. You've got to do something. So I don't blame them. For, you know, kind of changing the story arc a little bit, changing what Peter, like, like, uh, John said, he goes, well, he's kind of a dink in this. And it's like, well, yeah, but what else are you going to do? You got to give him some color to get that story to move, to get people going. I mean, when is Peter not a dink? What do you mean? He's always good at heart. He's like Clark Kent in that way that he's, he's because that's what drew me to Peter Parker when I was a kid is that he mm-hmm. was picked on. He was a smaller kid. Mm-hmm. He was this, that, which uh, of course that resonated with me, you know, and you're like, mm, Oh man, if I could get some superpowers come to find out when I got older, they were called jujitsu. I didn't know that then. Um, but, <laughs> but yeah, it's, you see, but he's good at heart. He's always trying to do the right thing. He's never, uh-huh. he's not, you know what I mean? He's not, he doesn't have any bad intentions, but you have it. Then you go to the other side of it where you look at a guy like, um, uh, uh, Oh Jesus, Batman. The, um, yeah, he, it's just vengeance and which is from the Batman, but that it literally is his motivation. You know, he sees his parents get killed and then his, the rest of his life is motivated around the, his costume is dark. His life is dark. Everything is, is it though? dark. Listen, listen. I know this is not a what? What? What's your your comic segment? It's not. It's not real world. Real world's the other stuff. Check out. Check out. This is not check out. No, but this comes up. I don't know. Have you read uh, the Flashpoint series yeah. that came out? Oh yeah, the new one. Okay, the so new that, one. That comes or the up. old one. No, the new one. Flashpoint mm-hmm. Beyond. Is that what it's no, called? No, I haven't is read that. Here? I haven't it's read in the other Beyond. Room. I haven't read Beyond. All right, so great book, by the way. I loved it. Okay. Um, but that comes up in that book because, uh, you know, Thomas Wayne's Batman in that book, right? And so yes. there's like there's like a, a, a lot of inner dialogue with Thomas Wayne. And he's talking about like how, um, 
you know, Flash went into this Flashpoint universe and tried to explain mm-hmm. to him how, like, in his world, uh, he and Martha were the ones that were killed and, and uh, Bruce became uh, Batman. And, like, the motivation for him is to, like, make sure that what happened to his parents doesn't happen to anyone else. Right. Right? That's not vengeance. I, But it is. It's... I, is I know it? what you're saying. It's like... It, I, I get what you're saying. Vengeance would be like, I'm going to go get Joe Chill. Okay? That's vengeance. Correct. But what happens after? Yes. I, I get what you're saying. But his... It's... What I always liked about Batman is, to me, it was always very primal. His... Hmm. Like he in the not Batman 66, but in the idea of like, there's different ways. I mean, it's kind of in the middle, really, because it just feels like and I think that's what Matt Reeves is doing. I didn't think we were going to get to it right away. The Batman. Mm, but I think right. that's what Matt Reeves is doing is early on. It, it was vengeance. It was he, the anger that drove him to to train, to research, to learn to become that detective, to become like, so the detective thing, to your point, that's not vengeance. That's learning how to prevent this and seek out the people that did it. But every time he gets to pull down another bad guy through his detective, through his, you know, training, you know, fight training and all that, it's another piece of vengeance. Like I got another one. Right, which is another it's another validation of his vengeance each time. Right? Because you never so, you never get over the death of your parents like that. Sure. So I will say this. I I, I agree with what you're saying. Mm. However, I think this kind of proves my point about what you were saying with Spider-Man. I I love Batman. Okay, everyone yeah. knows this. I love Batman. He's my favorite. Okay. Um, because you can do so much with Batman. Exactly. Um, the problem to me is if if you're wondering what can they do with Spider-Man to make it different, then is that an inherent issue with Spider-Man, with Peter Parker as a character, that no. you can only tell these good Peter Parker stories? Or is it an issue with readership where they expect a certain Peter Parker, Right. Or is it an issue with, say, publishing or maybe even just an editor instead of a publishing uh, where they want only these types of stories told? Because you get this with every character, right? Like even Batman for a long time, like you you only saw a certain type of story, right? right? Like first you had like all the gangster stories and then you have like well, you know, whatever. Um, the directions made by by the editing staff, right? I mean, sometimes there might be a directive, especially with a character like Spider-Man, who will be like Marvel flagship, right? Like, is there another Marvel flagship? Probably not, right? Uh, in the 90s, it might have been like Cap or Avengers or something. But like hmm. Spider-Man sells Marvel books. Right. Right. Same with Batman. Like, why is there, I don't know, let me look at my list, probably 22 Batman titles right now, because uh, oh. Batman sells books. Okay. I know, it's expensive. Trust me. Um hmm. But it sells books, right? So, I mean, regardless. So, you know, you got to keep a certain direction on these characters, right? Like, I know you and John have talked about Chip coming onto Batman. How he pulled his contract off, by the way, I have no, no idea. Right? Because, uh, like, nobody is allowed to do anything like this. 
John said, I heard you say that on Nerdy Legion, which is a great podcast, by the way, and you can hear it on nerdylegion.com. <laughs> yeah, comes out biannually. That's um, right. <laughs> um, but I heard you say that, that it's like nobody done that. But then John said, no, people do it all the time. People play, people are on, yeah. He said, I'm like writing at the same time on the same place. Yeah, exactly. If you're on the YouTube, you see what? looking over the glasses look right. uh, another oil painting shot um all right so people might do it however if you have an exclusive contract with a publisher you don't do it right so like jeff lemire well, that, had an exclusive that would contract eliminate the word exclusive well right so <laughs> jeff Le well but it's exclusive against dc or vice versa right. right so like when jeff lemire was marvel exclusive he couldn't write dc books right hmm. Um, but he could do like all the Valiant books that he was doing, right? Or his indie stuff that he was doing. Right. Um, but like a guy like Chip. Chip. Yeah. Who's writing, I mean, obviously, longtime Daredevil writer, probably the best Daredevil's ever been. And is he I a can, long time writer? Cause I just, I had just come back. So I didn't. It's been, it's been a few years. Yeah. No, 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 no. I know that run, but had he written Daredevil before that? No, who okay. was before that? Charles Soule, I think, did before, okay. before Chip. Yeah. All right. I just didn't, because uh, when, when somebody like yourself, who's been reading in the conversations you and I have had, you go way back, 60, 70, stuff you've read. I'm like, I've, I, the, the, the Zadarsky run of Daredevil. I go to the 40s, my friend. No, I no, far. I know that. But that's <laughs> what I'm saying. So when somebody like yourself says a long time writer, immediately I'm like, ooh, is there more that I haven't read? But oh, I see I know, what you mean. Yeah, yeah. You know, like pre- me coming back because he started writing that like john and i started our podcast in october of 18 he came on he, i think his first book was february of 19 or maybe late january i think it was february because we were talking about it all the way up until then and if you remember there was a four-run series of daredevil like in memoriam of mm -hmm. of matt murdoch and it was all the um different characters like page and uh they were all, each edition was a different character remembering Daredevil or Matt, right? And and then, because he had died in the previous run. And John and I were, we weren't bashing it. We were the bright side, but we were like, what are they going to do? Like, how do you, and I, we laugh about it now because it turned out it's the best. It, I mean, it's one of the best, not just Daredevil, it's one of the best runs of the last mm -hmm. five years. It's just, mm -hmm. it's an amazing run, but yeah, I actually, yeah. Be, before Chip, I had read very little Daredevil. Oh, really? Uh, like really very little, like even through like when, when the Ben Affleck movie came out, um, <laughs> I listen, don't knock it. I love it. Right side, bro. Come on. I love it. I've, I, John and I talked about it here. I talked about it on my other podcast. I love that movie because of the home theater environment. But at the time, mm. It's a lot easier to look back on that now and go, oh, that's not very good. Be like, no, you need to live in that world where we didn't get Marvel movies, where we didn't, where you were just like, oh my God. It's like, I loved that. I loved Elektra. <laughs> I'm like, I watched all of those movies. Cause Elektra's not as good as Daredevil, but no, yeah. No, not at all. But yeah, but you, yeah, you know, when you're starving, that Ritz crackers, like, ooh, that's pretty good. That's a Ritz. <laughs> mm-hmm. Butter? Yeah, we got it. We got it too good, man. I'm telling now, you. Oh, yeah. We got it too good. 
I uh, I love watching old stuff. My uh, my youngest daughter and I just started doing a MCU rewatch, um, because we we had talked about going to see Doctor Strange. I know we were texting that I was going to try to see it. I didn't get a chance to go see it. Oh. But she's like she's like, well, let's watch let's watch Doctor Strange, the first one. So I was like, yep. you never seen it? She's like, no. I was like, all right, cool, we'll watch it. So we watched it. She loved it, and I was like, what do you want to watch next? She's like, I don't know. Let's start going through the the movie. So we start flipping through. And like the Captain Marvel one came up, right? She's like, let's watch Captain Marvel. And I was like, all right, cool. So we watched that. And uh, this is the third time I watched it. And it, the first time I really enjoyed it, by the way. Because like the first two times I watched it, I was like, eh. like the first time I watched it, didn't like it at all. Second really? time, I was like, all right, cool. Yeah, this third time I liked it though. And Because uh, so you were watching it, it with your daughter. I mean, maybe. It, uh, and trust so, me, it makes a difference. And no, you're probably right. You start to see it through... Uh, through so like their perspective like when i've saw mm. see movies with my daughter not only they don't even have to say anything but you're just proud that they're there and they're happy to be watching this and then you, yeah, and yeah. you're trying to see it through their eyes right right so then by the end of the movie you're just like what did you think and now they start talking but i already had those feelings and it's yeah it, it may it does it makes a difference it's it, it having a daughter like that it's it, it's not like having a girlfriend or having a wife. You don't, you go head to head with those people. Right. But your mm -hmm. daughter, you're trying to understand, I guess a little bit more. Um, it's yeah, it, it really does change it. I think it changes your perspective and that's interesting that you didn't like it the first time eh, the second time, but then with your daughter, you're like, Hmm, this is pretty good. Yeah. Well, and I don't know if it's, I don't know, whatever, uh, besides the point. So yeah. we watched that, and then she's like, well, what do we watch next? I was like, well, I don't, I mean, like, how do you want to watch them, right? Right. Because what's after that? Infinity War, right? And then Endgame? I was like, yeah. we can just do it like timeline order, right? So this is the cool thing about Disney+, Plus, right? So we go to the Marvel section, and so they have like phase one, phase two, phase three, phase four. But then if you keep scrolling down, there's like a timeline order. Yeah. Right? That's so, the so it does like Captain yeah. America, then Agent Carter, Captain Marvel, Iron Man. Right. So... She's like, well, I don't want to watch Captain America, and I don't want to watch a show, so we'll go to the next movie. So we watched Iron Man, we watched Iron Man Two, um, and it was it was a ton of fun, man. Yeah, like it was a ton of fun, you know. And so I think sometimes, like as as like comic fans or like any kind of fandom, right? Like you can you see this with like anime people, for example, uh, with like Cowboy Bebop, right? Like everyone like just dunked on it. I, I watched Cowboy Bebop when I was like a teenager, you know what I mean? The cartoon. And it, it was good. I enjoyed the, the, the Netflix thing. Like it wasn't quite as good, but, uh, but it was enjoyable. Like for what it was, you I know? never I watched Cowboy people, Bebop. Oh, really? The, the, the anime is awesome. We should watch it. Yeah. But that came, I think that came out after me though. That wasn't out like, so, Oh, I you know. read comics and do a podcast about it, bro. Just come on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, who gives, Who cares, right? Like, you're a little older than I am. I'm 40. I don't care. I talk, I talk no, no, no. about comics all the time. Oh, no, no. You know? I know. I know. I but I just never even, like, that uh, Power Rangers, all of that stuff oh, came yeah. out when I was in my 20s. That all so came out later. Power Rangers came out when I was in... I remember, like, we were huge in it in, in sixth grade. So it had to be, like, mm -hmm. around that time frame. Yeah. Um, but I, I lost interest pretty quick. But yeah, dude, like, here's the thing. Being an, an adult nerd is, like, the best freaking thing possible. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Because, like, 
you have hopefully some like disposable income that you can buy stuff that you loved as a kid. Right. Um, and like, you don't have to explain anything to anybody. Right. Like by this point, like you're, I mean, you're married, I'm married, both have kids and older, your kids are a little bit older than mine. Um, and so like, it's like extra fun yeah, because you can get your kids to do this stuff with you. Right. Like you watching the Harry Potter stuff with your daughter. Right. Yep. Like we're not big into Harry Potter here. Yeah. But like, you know, Shazam, like that's my 18 year old's favorite. So she watches it like once a week. Um, oh, really? Z- yeah, yeah. Zoe that's and cool. I watch like Suicide Squad all the time. And like, they're not great movies, but who cares? You know what I mean? Like, it's fun. And you get to be like in this, I don't know. I don't know. I that's, see the thing to me is with especially all these comic book movies and all, very rarely can you put a uh, fine tooth comb on these and be like, that's a great film. They all, except for the Batman, the Batman, well, the Batman, I would say <laughs> Nolan's Batman, Batman's yeah, yeah, are pretty good. Uh, third one, I think Wayne's a little bit from that, but, um, but yeah, most of them are just, especially the MCU. I, I love the people that are like, oh, it's just so formulaic. Yeah. No kidding. So it was a big Mac, yeah, but I mean... they're selling billions. <laughs> Like, what the hell? That, that's how they sell billions, is they make right. it formulaic. Yeah, you know what you're getting. You're having a good time, and that's it. Walk out. Don't, I mean, you're not changing the world here. And let's let's just have some fun. And that's why I really wanted to see, I, I was hoping you would have seen uh, Multiverse of Madness, because, like, I was trying to explain to John, and he gets it. He sees what I'm saying. But, like, you're going through with your daughter, there's so many for kids or anybody coming into the MCU now, it's daunting. Mm. But when I think when you see multiverse, you'll, you'll see what I'm talking about and that it's, you don't have to have seen any other movie. And I've had people push back on me on Twitter and stuff. And they're like, Oh yeah. But what about WandaVision? Yeah. Well, you don't have it? to have seen it. You <laughs> right. know, like when you see, when you see Multiverse of Madness, you understand every single character. It is all actually explained within the movie. It's all self-contained. You want more information, just like in the comics, they put it. Th- and that's what I said. That would have been really cool. If God, they had, I missed that. Imagine if they put that at the bottom of the screen. Now, you haven't seen the movie, but say they start referencing, they do, they make a reference to WandaVision and at the bottom of the screen and maybe like with a little, in a yellow box with an asterisk, see WandaVision episode two. How uh, cool so would that be? You might remember pop-up, uh, pop-up video on VH1. Yeah. Do you remember that? Okay. Mm-hmm. They should do that. At least even through like, uh, you know, Nick loves watching commentary on, on like yes, behind the scenes. I know and he does. Like that. Yeah. I'm not I'm not a huge into it. Like every once in a while I'll watch it. But think about doing that when you get like the Blu-ray, right? Or like even a yeah. streaming copy or whatever. Like turn on pop-up vision and like boom. So they you get could like do little that. word balloons on the side. Like how yeah. easy, right? Yeah. Um and, and think about the audience, right? Like co- the comic audience, now comic movie audience will be a little different, but comic audience is like RH. Mm. Right? Like ki- there's not many kids reading comics. Um, the comics that they read is going to be more like stuff that they get at the Scholastic Fair, and um, I mean maybe maybe some trades, maybe some manga or whatever. But uh, but comics, comics, it's 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 mostly grown men, okay, and yes, a large chunk of grown women. Um, 
I got a deep with the, with, thought for you when you're done with this. That I want. Oh no, go ahead. I like deep thoughts. Hmm. Um, I don't want to give anything away. I read comics when I was a kid. I'll use myself as an example. Um, do you think there's too many other? And I'm going to put say quotation in quotation fingers. There's too many other solutions today. Mm. When I was a kid. I had, I had issues. I had personality issues. I was a small kid. I had a temper. I had this. What do you do with a kid like that? Well, read, do something, just calm down. Right. And I read comics and because it was easy for me to read the way my mind works, it was easy for me to, to digest. I think back and my wife, who this is what she deals with every day with all these types mm-hmm. of kids. And it, I think back and I'm like, can you imagine like back, back in the seventies? And it was like, just concentrate. And it's like, but my mind doesn't work that way. Right. But that's the, that was the structure. But at the time it was okay. Hey, we're happy. He's reading. Just give him mm-hmm. a comic. Is it possible that we're not even exploring that anymore? We're just too busy to where we're either medicating or where there's too many other solutions. And I say in quotations again, that we're not allowing the kids to just like here, learn to deal with it on your own. And sometimes that's how you learn how to deal with these things. With these Listen, issues. You promised me this would not be a philosophy podcast. Okay? I didn't promise you here, anything. Here, here we are again. Um, hey, it's us. But, this is why we have phone calls. <laughs> that last no, I know. Two I know. Hours. No, I, th- I think no, I think you're absolutely right. I think um, I don't think we let. It's not just about letting kids be kids. I don't think we let people be people. Um, exactly. You just like, you know, I love to meditate, right? Mm-hmm. And and yeah, oh meditation. yeah, we've had many conversations about that because you're like, right. you've got to do it. I'm like, I can't. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to, but it's you know, I right. think it's a good practice to have. No, it is um, because like it's so hard to focus on doing nothing, right? And I think like there's so many distractions that it becomes like harder and harder every day that you don't practice a skill like doing nothing. Mm. Um, and there's really nothing there, there's like this weird stigma about boredom that I, that I don't understand. Like people don't want to be bored and like, yeah, no kidding. That's the, that's the point. Like hey. boredom breeds creativity, right? Mm. Um, like if you're not bored, you're not creative. Right. You're just like following steps. Um, and like, that's, that's the most boring life. You know what I mean? Right. But I, I would also add to that though. It's what breeds creativity is obstacles. Okay. A, a creative looking river had obstacles to make it create the path that it did. Mm-hmm. Right. If there was no obstacles, it would just be a straight line. Not very creative. Right. Quick analogy. Boredom is an obstacle. So what you're saying is like, I get what you're saying with meditation and we've, we've, we've gone over this ad nauseum, but it's like, if bored, how do you, I can't rectify it myself. Like if boredom is an obstacle, why am I setting myself up with an obstacle? You know what I mean? Like I'm going to set myself up to be bored when I'm trying to avoid that. <laughs> right. right no i, I see what you, you're see saying what I mean? right it's like i know I, I see i know what you're and, saying and, and, but i'm also defending you that's why people have a, a hard time with it is because it's something you are trying to avoid but i understand your i believe me i understand your perspective because 
anybody who lives with me, you know, my wife, she knows like I cannot sit still. I cannot, I, I cannot, like I could have taken this week off. John's on vacation. He's in Rome. He landed everybody. Everything's great. He says he's got a nice. horror story. Me, he horror better bring st- some pizza. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I texted him when he landed and I said, did you make it? How did everything go? And actually I thought I was texting him the next day and he's like, I just landed. I've got a horror story of a story to tell you. I'll tell you later. Oh, no. And I got that text and I was like, okay, I won't bother you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when you get that, like, I'll tell you later. <laughs> Okie dokie. But yeah. uh, no, he's, he's happy. He's there. Everything's good. So now I just got to get him home. But, um, um, but yeah, I could have taken this week off, but I was like, sure. yo, you know what? It's like, I like doing this stuff. I put this pressure on myself to put these out and I, I like doing it. I, and I, that was one of the questions I was going to ask you. It, not even joking. I, I actually admire you like nerdy Legion. It's like, when are we getting another episode? But I, I whenever I kinda, we get another episode, I know I admire that. But at the same time, I'm like, I, I'm like, I know I can't do that. I'm like, I need to do something for. for I mean, once look, I here, set out to thing, do right? it, I got to do it. Which no, and that's totally respectable, right? Here, here's the way. Like we've been doing this show for five years, six years, something like that. Um, and like we used to be, we've already talked about. There's no structure, right? Uh, <laughs> we used to be like very structured. When the show started, there were five of us on the show, okay? And we had an outline. And that lasted, like, three episodes. Oh, really? And then some people didn't like that it was becoming less structured and started leaving. And so it ended up being just me and Nick after that. And then that's when the show became what the show would end up becoming, right? Because, like, we were the guys, we just wanted to hang out and chat. Right. You know what I mean? Like, what did we read? What did we watch? Like, what's going on in the world? I don't care who's listening, right? Like, if I have one listener or a million, great. Like, I'm just here to talk to Nick. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> oh, yeah. That, and, and that's um, kind of what John and I do with a little bit more structure. But, sure. But we've actually lightened up our structure, too. We've we've dropped. Yeah. Oh, segment, yeah. You know, but yep. we do. We And what's funny is the, mo- the most comments we get is the people love that banter. They love, like, what we're doing right now. They love the chat. They love the talk. And it's like if you're into the show, just like when you get a new show, I'm like, all right, great. Your last few episodes have been like three hours long and it's, it's great. It's true. It's like, I mean, it's just like, you know, sometimes it works out and like you get the audience. Well, what's that saying? Like, um, you know, Nick and I are not the heroes you deserve, but no, what is it? The heroes you need, but the heroes you deserve. Um, (laughs) I just made that quote up. Yeah. That's that's why it's a quote. You know, you, you're doing a show, right? And so some people like that you're talking about whatever, and they know like they can go to a certain timestamp and get like a particular type of conversation, right? And that's that's totally fine, right? Like as long as that's fun for you, that's all that matters, right? Yeah. Like if it becomes a chore for you to have to do timestamps and segments and stuff, that's a different story. Um, but like, what if one day you quit doing it, right? Like, what if people listen for FOC and you quit doing FOC? Right. Right. Then the people are going to stop listening to the show because you're not doing FOC. Right. Right. Um, but who's going to stick with you? The people that are just here to listen to you guys talk because right. they enjoy what you have to say. Right. Yeah, not you about cultivate your own audience. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, the way we look at it is like if there's a bunch of Nicks and Martins out there that want to listen to like because they have the same conversations with their friends. Right. Right. They're just not recording them. 
right? That's that's yeah. that's just the way that we look at it. Yep. Um, so so I don't care. So that's why you get a show when you get a show. You know what I mean? Uh, we try to do. We used to try to do like every other week. Um, but like you know, Nick's doing some work stuff now, and I'm really busy. I have a lot of responsibilities. So you know, sometimes it just doesn't happen. Um, plus, to you know, be we fair, little... Nick was supposed to be here today, and I, I that you know, and he is very very busy right now. What you know what yeah. I think that another thing about Nick. I feel like I know him so well. Cause like you said, you say, Oh, you know, Nick likes to watch commentaries or listen to commentary. And I, mm-hmm. I know mm-hmm. so much about, we've talked a lot on Twitter or on text or mm-hmm. something. I've never spoken to him. I've never met, I've never talked to him like this. I'd say met him, but it's like, I've never run into you in person yet. Well, I mean, but, but when we first started talking, we didn't talk like this either. You know what I mean? No, I know. But I know that yeah. if I got him on here, it'd be the exact same. I know. I mean, oh, for sure. You know what I mean? It's like I, I get. I feel like I have talked to Nick, but I haven't. You know, I've never spoken to him. But we got to set that up sometime. My show, I mean, your dude, show. Just oh yeah, well we, just we can a do it. Phone We're not call. in person. We're not in person. Come on. Yeah. You know, Nick, hey, next oh. year might be Con year again. Who knows? Um. Yeah. But uh, no, I felt the same way about some guys. Like uh, you know, I listened to to Mike Myers for a long time. And I know he listens to your show mm-hmm. times in every once in a while. Um, but, you know, I listened to like Geek Brunch and, uh, you yeah. know, I used to do the Valiant show and all kinds of stuff. Listen to him for years. And then like, you know, one day I met him at a con. I think about it at Heroes Con. And it was just like talking to you, right? Right. Like, yeah. I, I talked to Mike on Twitter, never in person. But it's like, oh, yeah, here's my number. Call me anytime, blah, blah, blah. And we hung out at the con, right? And, like, yeah. Looking at books, oh, yeah. buying books, whatever. So, you know. That's what it is. Right? You know like, what I think is funny now, especially in this day and age, uh, where we do all this. I uh, the first couple of years of that I knew you, I don't think I knew what you looked like because I think this is you actually were, not what I look like either. No, <laughs> nice <laughs> avatar. <laughs> That's what you went it's my, with. It's my AI. <laughs> That's why I look like I'm all in the all things painting. you could have invented, and that's what you went with. <laughs> right. You know, she thinks I the had, fact I, is sexy. I okay? had to say it. <laughs> like, what? Brad Pitt wasn't available. <laughs> George Clooney, <laughs> Denzel Washington. Come on, I gotta, I gotta look. I gotta look like an everyman. Okay, that's what yeah. it is. Oh, yeah. Nailed it. <laughs> um. Oh man. All right. There's my Irish Irish sarcasm. <laughs> um, oh man, what was I saying? No. What, By what the I way, was... I just hired a. Listen, I just I, this is a total tangent, but welcome to the show. So I just hired this guy. He's from Boston, and he, look, dude, I love talking to him. Oh he, yeah. He, it's like you, like times ten, dude. Like, oh he's yeah. He's got the thickest Boston accent. He, where's where is he from exactly in Boston? Uh, is it, it must be in town, like if in anywhere like South Shore, Dorchester area, which will be Dorchester. Um, I I could tell you the town names, but it might sound different coming out of him. Uh, uh, yeah, true, true, true. It's, <laughs> it's Worcester. Anyways, tangent. But I but, love talking to him. He comes in my office and we're chatting. I'm like, dude, just stay here all day. Like whatever. <laughs> well, I know, nice tangent. But when I when I first started this, I tried to get rid of, and I have it. It's still in my phone. Every, it's uh, I have like a bunch of words you say to get rid of it, and because and here's why. John and I were like made a conscious decision because we started in 2018. Yeah. Didn't want people to know we were Patriots fans. Because uh, that was the that nationwide, that smart. was like the third rail. It'd be like, yeah, oh, I don't smart. want to listen to these guys, right? Yeah. Because especially when you're starting out, you don't want anything that would just 
turn somebody off. You want them to get to know you before they go, oh, you're a Patriots mm -hmm. fan? Oh, all right, but he's a good guy. But if you right, meet a yeah. person and go, he's a Patriots fan, dink. <laughs> right away. <laughs> so, and I tried to hide the Boston accent as best I could. And what ended up happening is people would always be like, you're from the Northeast. People thought I was from New York or wherever, but. Every now and then it leaks out. And my kids always tell me, oh, dad, you were pretty bad today. You, I'm like, what did I say? And I, uh, I'll hear it back. I'm like, oh, yeah, that was bad. Yeah, um, see, my New York every rarely comes out, man. Like when I used to visit and I came back, mm. it, like it would be there, but it'd be gone in like, you know, a couple of weeks. But uh, I haven't gone back in so long. It's just like, whatever. Yeah, it's it, it's funny how it like mine's it's not horrible, but there are different parts of like massive boston mm -hmm. in particular so you know what you bad. should do you should do like wandavision and do that uh that like standardized like 1950s american accent you know what i mean yeah yeah just, like everyone talked the same right That's yeah what you you, i had uh i had somebody tell me once that his mom grew up in a town in connecticut that didn't have an accent they don't have any accent really like that by itself is an accent it's yeah. impossible not to have an accent because it's like they're the only ones. Well, if you're the only one speaking that way, then that's your accent. That's your accent. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. I'm like, yeah, yeah. How, how are you wrapping your mind around that? It's like, so if you went to England, what does he think of your mom? Right? Go mm -hmm. to England. What mm -hmm. do they think about your accent? Oh, well, that's different. No, that's an accent. Mm -hmm. uh, but anyways, no, what I was saying is in this world, when we meet each other now, what's what's the first thing you're going to notice about somebody that you've only met this way through Zoom or all these conversations? We run into each other at a con. What's the first thing you got that you notice about somebody? Ass cheeks. <laughs> That's an inside joke. <laughs> Sorry, my apologies, everybody. Oh. Jeez. So when we the, the first time we all met in uh, at C two E two in Chicago, we started this <laughs> joke about like reach arounds. Oh um, yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, that, that's an old joke. No, I was Very just height. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because you can't, you know, like I, I got to imagine you're gonna start running into people and like because we're all the same height on Zoom. Everybody's dead on in the camera, or whatever. And then you meet somebody in real life, and you're either like. Hey, nice to meet you. Oh, oh, wow. You're not as tall as I thought you were. <laughs> I yep. mean, I'm, I'm lucky I'm in the middle. I'm at like roughly six feet, five, 11, whatever, six feet depends on my shoes. So I'm right in the middle, but then I know other people that I've heard in their podcasts and they're like, yeah, yeah. you know, I'm five, seven. I'm like, Oh geez. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's mm -hmm. like, so when I met you in real life, when I meet you in real life, you're like, Oh, okay. But well, that, we're the same height. So, you know, Oh, are we? Yeah. Oh, cool. But I remember I was supposed to go to C2E2 the last time they had it. You and I backed out mm. like yep. at the last minute. It was, like and that was right before, before COVID. Yeah. And that's mm -hmm. not why I was backing out. And luckily I did because I ended up staying home so I could work and blah, blah, blah. Who knew the world was going to shut down? And I, it's a good thing I stayed home. Um, I, I remember it because that was the weekend that Bloodshot came out in theaters. Yep. And that yep. was the last movie yep. before COVID because they shut down like that Monday. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I know. I bought, I saw it. I saw Bloodshot the day it came out. And then my son hadn't seen it. So I got us tickets for the following Tuesday. And then 
like a day or two after I bought the tickets, they said the theater was going to be closing on that Tuesday. And mm-hmm. I had like eight o'clock shows, but it was closing at seven. And they're like, oh, no, 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 we're, we're allowing it. Oh, I'm sorry. I was in my movie started at seven, but the theater was closing at eight. That's what it was. And they're like, no, mm-hmm. no, we're finishing out the movies, but this is when it. So I literally saw the last movie playing and it was bloodshot. And then the following week I saw it digitally. Then I bought it physically and I, I owned, and then I just bought it again. See, that's why you and I get along. Cause we buy multiple, like the same thing multiple times. Yeah. I do this all the time. I know John makes fun of you. I'm like, why like doesn't everybody do that <laughs> yeah well how else do you know if you like it <laughs> right exactly it's like exactly. let me try look, it again <laughs> I, I try to tell my wife this right like we try to she'd be like oh let's watch whatever movie right and i'm like okay so i'll buy it she's like no why would you buy it just rent it i'm like why would i rent it like yeah. if you're paying five bucks to rent it and like 15 to buy it just buy it right right oh Everything yeah sucks who cares yeah it's uh, so what i i I got that new uh, Kaleidoscape system and mm, you can rent. Yeah. <laughs> so the rental thing's really not working out for me the way I thought it would because all the new run move first run movies I'm buying anyways. Yeah, exactly. Because they don't rent them yet on Kaleidoscape. They don't rent them right away. Um, where I'm kind of making out on that is when a listener will tell me, oh, check this movie out and it's an older movie. Boom, rent it. And I get it full top quality as mm-hmm. as good as possible and it cost me eight bucks if i really like it then i can buy it then but it, it's but they're not renting those movies first you know a first run movie but i i was watching morbius today on just dropped today it's not out on disc yet won't be out yeah I, I forget the date when it's coming out um but i know it dropped digitally today as well and i i pre-ordered it as soon as I saw it available, I actually really enjoyed that movie in, in the theaters. Yeah. Um, I'll be interested. I know you haven't seen it yet, but I'm going to watch it tonight. Yeah. It's, I'll be interested to hear. We'll have to have a phone call afterwards because I'll be interested to hear what you think of it. Um, cause you, you know, you know, Morbius though, right? Have you read yeah. Morbius a lot? Yeah, dude. dude listen. That's why I'm surprised Morbius you didn't see it was the, the jam in the nineties. No, yeah. I don't like Jared Leto. That's my thing. Oh, he's pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah? It's yeah. Okay. He's, he's pretty good in this. I why no? All right, let's get into that then. Why don't you like Jared Leto? I don't know. It's one of those th- like I. All right, so he's great in Blade Runner, uh, twenty forty nine. Yeah. Yep. Which I could imagine, like in your theater, that's got to look awesome. Because oh, that's an awesome movie. crappy TV. It looks great. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, he was he was great in that. I'm trying to think what else I liked him. I liked his band for a little while uh 30 I seconds to mars yeah i don't get into that i'm not into that okay. I, I, sure, I you sure. know what i like about him i think he's a, he's like a, a christian bale he's uh he's mm. an artist he's a true artist he likes to get into and I, it cracks me up when people don't like that about actors they're like mm. oh why does he get so into the role what like it, you don't want That's somebody the point to of commit, acting, right right yeah it's like yeah. i mean so everybody makes fun of Ryan Reynolds because Ryan Reynolds is just Ryan Reynolds, right? So they're going to bash somebody that's really not acting. But then when somebody actually completely submerges themselves into something, becomes that character for the life of the time that they're playing it, well, that's ridiculous. Well, mm-hmm. what do you want? Which one? Mm-hmm. Come on. What well, you want the normal? Yeah. Okay, Tom Hanks or whatever, I guess. 
is the norm is the middle ground where he can play a good role or so i don't know but i, I, I like that uh, like you know christian bale the same way you've seen how he's what he's done with his body for his roles mm. and how he really gets himself into these things and yeah um i i find that fascinating and i think i think he does a great job i hasn't he, he won an oscar too didn't he for mr nobody right was that what it was yeah i think it was mr yeah. nobody which that was good here's the thing i don't know if it's like it's one of these recency biases thing right I, I didn't like his Joker. That wasn't um, him, though. That was the story they. That's the story they told. Yeah, no, I know, but like you know, I've seen like the the cuts, the the scenes that they cut out, and all that stuff. Like, I just I just didn't like it. Like, it's fine, hmm. right? I don't I don't hate it, but it's not like the kind of thing that I would have wanted to see. Uh, it it worked fine for the movie, and so I think like as a result, I just have this like jaded thing because I remember his Joker, and I'm like, eh. But then I remember like. Dude, like, you know, I've, I've known this guy for forever, right? He was in, um, oh, God, my wife watches that movie all the time. Um, what's his name? With with Marlon Wayans and Jared Leto, uh, Wrecking for a Dream. There you yes. Go. That's, like, one of my favorite movies of all time. Like, it, that's mm. a, yeah, dude, it's, like, a crazy movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a depressing oh, I'm a crazy movie. person, so hello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I love that movie. And he was freaking awesome in that, you know what I mean? So, like, he's a good actor. Yeah, I just I, there's something I don't know. There's something about him that I don't like. Um, I love watching. Uh, have you seen like his YouTube when he posts his like cult videos? No. Oh, dude, they're hilarious. So and, and like he he just like goes into it. Um, so he's got this band, right? 30 Seconds to Mars. And I, don't, I think it's like every year they do like a fan retreat where it's like the whole band and like, you know, a hundred of their fans go to this island and like stay in like cabanas and stuff and like they do like a concert for them the whole weekend or whatever and they do like meet meet and greets and they eat with their fans and whatever and uh like on the last day they're all wear like white robes and take a group picture <laughs> because like people were saying that he's got like this cult going right with these with these women and like I think that's funny. And obviously he thought it was funny. So he just played into it. And like, now they do it on purpose so that people be like, oh yeah, the, you know, the Jared Leto cult. And he's like, yeah, whatever. Who gives a shit? Right? Language. Like, oh, language. Oh, yeah. See, just, I'm just listening to you. Thank you. <laughs> so, uh, so, and I think that kind of thing is hilarious, but, but I mean, like, he is a good actor, right? He's a method actor and I respect that. I couldn't do what he does. You know what I mean? No, I know. Like this, this yeah. is what I do. I'm an idiot. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, exactly. I can't it's not it. acting. It's Sa like... same with like Ryan Reynolds. Like, yeah, he plays Ryan Reynolds. Can you do what he does? Like, nope. probably not. No, right? No. So, I, I don't listen to any of that criticism, man. People just, ugh, people are just dumb. <laughs> you know, like everyone's dumb. Yeah. Right. Like, at least I know I'm dumb. Right. Like, there's that's too half many people the, that that's half the battle right there. Knowing what yeah, you don't that's know. Right. That's right. That's right. So. But uh, yeah, he's fine. He's fine. He's been in some great roles, though. Yeah. So I, I really, I like I said, I enjoyed Morbius. I can't wait to experience more oh, of it yeah. in my theater because that's of right. That's what we were talking about. Yeah, we were talking. So, so I remember, right? <sighs> growing up, and look, listen, everyone rags on the '90s on '90s comics. Let me tell you something. '90s comics were the best comics of all time. Okay, especially that's like that's when you grew up. Well, that's probably true. But like <laughs> 1990-ish, maybe 91, 
to like 94. Okay. So you're Maybe saying from when Superman 95. died till mm. what happened in 94. I wasn't big into comics in the 90s. Marvel bought Malibu Comics. Oh, okay. Um, roughly around that time. So like those, those like four or five years in the early 90s are like not good. But some of the most fun times in comics, right? Because that's when you get, like, you know, during the like mid to late 80s, you had all this, like, super dark stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like, everyone's trying to be Frank Miller, right? And, and everyone's just doing dark, 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 right? Let's be like Frank Miller. Let's do what Alan Moore's doing, right? Like, all these, all these British Turtles. people are coming over, right? Because, like, comics in Europe are different. Like, even now, they're totally different, right? Um, I've talked about one of my favorite comics. I don't know if you ever read Black Sad. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, uh, it's an anthropomorphic cat who's a detective and it's freaking awesome and everyone should read it. Uh, it's a French book and it's, it's freaking awesome. Right. And it's long running. It's super popular. Uh, a lot of people haven't heard it here. Uh, I'm trying to think, I can't remember what the company is that puts it out in the States. Um, but there is a publisher that does, they put them out in trade, not in, in floppies because they don't do floppies there. They do trades. Right. Oh. So it's, it's kind of like a mix of. Like Japan would be like in between us and Europe, right? So we're like, we do floppies. And then at the end of the arc, you do your, your trade. In Japan, you have like floppies, quote unquote, but they're like 200 pages, right? That they put out every week. And then in Europe, they just put out trades, right? Um, and like France has like a huge con scene, right? Like tons of cons because like these kind of books are super popular. And and just like the, the take is different, right? And so... You know, during the 80s, you had all these British guys coming over to the U.S. telling these, like, very grown-up stories. Because in the U.S., kids were, comics were for kids. But in... in the, the comic scene in England is very weird. And we're not going to talk about it because that's like a 10-hour podcast. Um, <laughs> but, like, these guys grew up with these characters. Um, and they wanted to, like, write them as adults. Like, what happens? Like, I'm not a kid anymore. So what if I write this guy as if he's not a kid anymore, right? Um, and that gets brought over here. So you have all this, like, super dark, like, very realistic stuff going on in comics. And then the 90s come about, and it's just, like, pouches and guns and explosions, and who cares, right? Um, so you get, like, Ghost Rider and, like, Deadpool, and Morbius was, like, really popular in Spider-Man for a long time. I remember um, he was in the cartoon. He was freaking awesome in the cartoon. I can't remember who voiced him. Um but yeah, like it, it, that's Morbius is like my era, right? Like I'm 40, like I said. So if you're around my age, like you probably remember this if you were reading Spider-Man comics. Like he had his own series, right? Yeah. Um, it, it ran for quite a while, and it was actually pretty good. I knew um, of Morbius, but I didn't yeah. like. I just knew of him, mm. and I, I was like, is that supposed to be some kind of answer to like DC's Batman? Like, what are they? I didn't. Like, Why does everyone do that? explain this to me. What does everyone want to say is this X is Batman? Because I love Moon Knight and I hear this all the time. Yeah, that one's... Oh, wait, I gotta see. Is it in here? Hang on. Uh-oh. I just gotta go oh. find something. We're left with a black oh, yeah. screen. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, but now My you can all really painting see the did, it, did you see this that I just got? Yeah, yeah. yeah oh, that's yeah. nice. It just came in, so I gotta frame it now. But... I... But, um... It's because it, we're in a copycat world. I mean, that's it's a long-standing mm. history, not just comics. It's a copycat of anything. Something successful is like you get Coke, you get Pepsi, you get 
McDonald's, you get Burger King. You get, I mean, why, why wouldn't we think that? You just automatically. Listen. You know, that's like your first instinct is like, you're like Morbius. And it's like the name doesn't have anything to do with Batman, but then you actually get into what he is and who he is. It's like, wait a minute. Okay. I see what they're doing here, but they did it a little bit more creatively than say Superman to Shazam or Captain Marvel to, you know, how they, they've done yeah. all that. Listen, there's a podcast that I would love to do. So maybe there's some like other nerd that has way too much knowledge of random BS that no one cares about that can do it. Um, but like there's a podcast in here somewhere. Okay. Um, and this podcast would track like pop culture yeah. themes and like comics. So like you're talking about Morbius. I'm like shocked that they would do a vampire movie right now. Because right now we're not like in a vampire type culture, okay? And yep. and the early '90s was that, right? Like Anne Rice was everywhere, right? Because Interview with a Vampire came out at that time, right? And so like everybody's doing vampire stuff. That's why Blade was the first Marvel movie that came out because vampires were the thing back then, right? Um, and uh, and 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 that's just not it now, right? Like we're not even in a zombie era right now. Um, although like there's really good zombie stuff like uh, like Black Summer. Have you watched that? No, on Netflix. I'm not a Ooh. big zombie guy. I'm not big Ooh. into zombie stuff. No. You don't need to be a zombie guy to appreciate Black Summer. Um, <laughs> and it's it's pretty hardcore. Uh, it's not so much about all right. It's it's what I like about old zombie movies. It's not about the zombies. It's about the people living in this world. Okay, that just so happens to oh, have that's kind of fun. Yeah. Um, but not like in a Walking Dead way where you're like, can we just finish the show already? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> in a good way. Um, and, and so we go through these, like, you know, you have the movie monsters, right? Uh, yeah. Like the mummy and zombie. Yep, yep. You have zombies and like Frankenstein, vampires. But we go through these like pop culture cycles where like, just like the, the general like social ethos, like whatever's happening in culture and politics and econom economics somehow like reflects the stuff that happens in the movies. And I, like, I don't know what spot we're in right now in terms of like that theme. Right. Cause it's not like, it's not like fantasy. Right. No. Because you like Game of Thrones and all that's over. Right. What is it? It's just the flat out comics. It's the it's MCU. Just comic movies, it's the right? comic movies. It's anything that you can put out that's not even like a, a history of violence type thing or uh, whatever. It's it's anything that's it's you just got to put out a comic movie. You want to make money? So that's pure what escapism doing. is what you're saying. Pretty much, yeah. So what you're saying is we're just in a dire socioeconomic situation, and people just want something to have do you know what's funny about that though is, <laughs> yeah i know but do you you see how that works? and you'll like this for for your other podcast uh it's we just we go there but at the same time we've been there we were there before mm. the dire situation the mcu was around for 10 years if you go back and watch infinity war it's like they highlight the 10 it's 10 years you go back to you know, Spider-Man, you look at Star Wars, we're just dying for otherworldly fantasy type stuff to take us away. But for some reason, everybody is always like, well, this is the worst that's ever been. 
You know, mm. like now we're it's in the not worst. Always of, the case, though. Yeah, it, it, this back is in the my worst day. Of, yeah, it's like, <laughs> and I'm not saying it was. I mean, I'm not saying this is what we're going through isn't bad, but there's a lot of stuff coming out now that was written pre-pandemic, pre-stuff, and you're like, this speaks to the time so well. Yeah, it was written five years mm. ago, ten years ago. <laughs> I don't like, know, man. It's it's weird though, right? Because like what's that. So your kids are a little bit older, so I don't know how much of this they catch. But, like, I see my kids, and, like, I swear to God, it's, like, you know, 1988 all over again. Yeah. Right? Like, they're they're wearing the clothes that I wore when I was a preteen, right? They, they have the same style, the same haircuts. Like, yeah. they're using the same words. Like, they want to watch remakes of shows that I watched when I was little, like, you know, you talk about Voltron all the time. I'm like, hell yeah, Voltron yeah, yeah. rules, dude. I love Voltron. Um, yeah. You know, things like that. Like, everything just seems to, like... It's cyclical. Right, not everything. There is there is still, like, you know, genuine, like, original IP. Uh, but there's just so much of, like, reboot. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like, if that's... Man, again, I don't want to make this into a philosophy podcast. But it's almost like there's something about, like, my generation that, like longs for like that childhood in a way that I feel like, and you know, I could be totally wrong, but it almost feels like very few other generations have. Right. Hmm. Um, Like think about that's only because you're only from your generation. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. That's true. (laughs) Right. You know, if, if I, if I, if I try to analyze, like, you know, my dad's, he just turned 68. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, A couple days ago. I've never heard my dad like say, uh, oh, you know, I wish somebody would do like a, a Led Zeppelin like cover band and like tour so I can go like listen to Led Zeppelin live, right? Right. Um, or like, you know, I wish they'd bring back, I don't know, what do they watch in the 70s? Like uh, the Jeffersons or something. I don't know, whatever. Um, oh, I wish they reboot the Jeffersons, right? Like, right. I've never heard like my dad or like his friends or people that surround them say anything like that. And it feels like, my generation just it's constantly like this thing i would say like anybody that's weird so here's here's where i think the um and this is sad to say but i think this is the truth um my dad is you know he's in his 70s he was in vietnam uh that's the distinction our generation our generation hasn't experienced a a world war we have an experience and look as bad as people think things are now everybody that's grown up i'd say from late 70s say 80 on has all experienced excess everything is about excess right we got cable tv in the 80s what was before that you had three channels right and john and i talk about that all the time we had three channels but you got cable TV and then just advance everything from there. Everything was about excess. It's like Springsteen, 57 channels and nothing on, right? That's a song. Today, you'd be like, 57 channels. What happened? <laughs> Why only 57, right? right I'm like, right, we have right. 50. It, the new song is like 57 streaming and nothing, you know, streamers and nothing on. I mean, we, life is about excess. And, ever since the 80s everybody before that had something it was like 
your their parents were parents of the depression. Their parents were penny pinchers. Their like I know the stories of like my grandmother and my my wife's grandparents. And like you go to the you go out to eat and you take the little sugar packets, put them in your purse. You know, That's Nana right. did that. And you, yeah. because we didn't save the sugar for home, we're like sugar with we're getting sugar. We're getting frosted flakes and we're putting sugar on our frosted flake. We're living in excess. So then you get older and you're like. Hey, I even did that when the pandemic hit. I'm like, hey, everybody, what made me feel comfortable? Not, not even joking. I mean, think about this. You know, I know we don't want to get philosophical, but pandemic hits. I'm locked in the house. What did I do? I bought those cereal boxes and tweeted about it. I'm eating a different sugared cereal every morning to make it feel like when I was safe, when I was a kid, right? We don't even know what danger is. My father was in Vietnam. I, I remember I went to paintball for the first time. I went to my dad with practically tears in my eyes. I'm like, I was hiding behind a barrel while people were shooting paint at the top of my head. And I was scared out of my mind. How did you get through that? <laughs> I'm like, I was just going to go home with a welt. You yeah, weren't going to yeah. go home, you know? And yeah, it's like, yeah. we don't know that experience. So like my dad, no hobbies. It's got no hobby. You're like, what do you want to, what do we get dad for father's day? Um, another tie. I don't another know. Another tie. And it's the exact opposite with people like us. Like, what do we get dad? I have no idea. It's overwhelming. <laughs> it's like, there's so many choices. Uh, see, at my house, it's the opposite. Like, what do we get dad? Oh, he just buys everything he wants anyways. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but we have it. But that's my point is like, we have it. We have, we're, it's sad to say, but those generations provided for us so well that mm. we are the benefactors of it. We lived the excess, but now we're giving it to our kids. Right. And now our kids are getting it. And we, and like you said, it's like, we want to go back to when we were kids and we want to experience those things like Voltron again and, you know, star blazers and all you want to, you want to relive a simpler time, but it's, you know, you always want you want the next generation to have it better than you did. And that's what we just keep doing. But at some point there's going to have to be some kind of like step back. And I feel bad for that generation. Hopefully. Can't wait know. for the zombie apocalypse, man. They, it's a step back. <laughs> exactly. Post-apocalyptic John's favorite. Can't wait. <laughs> but yeah, that's, I think that's what it is. I honestly do. It's like nobody you know lived to excess. We should have like, only talk about like post-apocalyptic comics all episode <laughs> since john's not here john we should have done <laughs> oh yeah anyways yeah no i i, I, I can just say it, it it goes to that boredom thing we were talking about earlier man yeah um it's just like no no real stressors you know what i mean like yeah things can be tough but like pretty sure they could be much worse you know what i mean oh yeah yeah um so anyways so Bring it back to fun. Um, let's get out of the, for a moment. I'm sure we'll come right back to it because it's us, right? Who knows? <laughs> Mr. Ferretti. Uh, <laughs> I should call you Dr. Ferretti. All the conversations mm. we've had. Um, Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan. That's dropping next week. Yeah. Are you ready for that? Never heard of it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah. It, I don't know, man. I don't, like, I don't think I've ever talked Star Wars with you. No, we've never talked Star Wars. Aside from when we were talking about the Mandalorian season three. Oh, um, okay, yeah. That's the only time. Yep. Um, I'm I'm like in a weird space with Star Wars, man. Like, 
I'm not a huge Star Wars fans like like you and John are. I've seen all the movies. I own all the movies. Mm. Um, I've seen them mo- many times. But it's not one of those things where like I, I define my childhood by by Star Wars. Like I don't well, have you grew up Star in the nineties in the big gap. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's yeah, literally yeah, exactly. yeah. You grew up. You're no heartstrings for you. No. Well, I mean, but you know, there was like Star Trek when I was growing up, and I'm not like a Trekkie either. You right. know what I mean? Um, my thing was uh, I don't know. Maybe I just didn't get into like those shows till much later. You know what I mean? Because uh, like BSG is my jam, but like I was an adult when BSG came out, like the the reboot series, the, not the original. Obviously. Right, right. Um, yeah. John and I love. But that. anyway, so so like I'm not I'm not a Star Wars person, but I I enjoy it. I just don't. I have this weird thing against like, and I know it's a Disney property, but like I have this weird thing against like the hyper Disneyization of things. Um, mm. and like we haven't mean? talked about like, it. It's just like. To, to Disney, I translate as like just a little generic. Okay. So like <laughs> Moon Knight, for example. Okay. We talked about how I love Moon Knight. Um, I really enjoyed the show. So okay? did I. Was yeah. was it a great show? No. But did I have a lot of fun in the three hours that it lasted? Yes. Uh do I want a season two? Yes. Um Are we getting like, one? I don't think so. Um, like even if we don't, like who cares? Um, well, I thought they did a great uh, job of that. They left you wanting more, but at the same yes. time, the show is self-contained. Sure, I, and I think the rumor was something about the uh, like Moon Knight in in like a Blade reboot or something. I don't mm-hmm. know. I, I don't pay attention to that kind of thing. Um, but like it was a fine show. But like you know, I I own a lot of Moon Knight comics. Uh, in fact, I own all of them except for one um, because I'm a terrible person. Actually, technically, I do own this one comic because I I've heard purchased... you guys talk about this. Yeah, we it's talked not about number this. one, is it? Uh, Werewolf by Night 32, the first appearance. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, but technically, I do own it because I have these like collected editions that were made from like the actual comics, right. not like Marvel puts out. Uh, so technically, I own it, but it's not like by itself, right? Um, but outside of that, I, I have everything, uh, even ones that I hate, uh, like Jason Aaron. What? Nobody said his name. So, um, like Moon Knight's gone through a lot of iterations, but even then, like I'm totally cool with like not redoing a story from the comics, which they really didn't do. Like, there's elements, but it's not straight from the comics. Um, I just like it didn't. There was no oomph. You know what I mean? In the show, it just felt in the show. Yeah, to me, really? it was like just too generic. Um, I think they were like, going more for his trying to do. They were trying to do their best to portray the the character of like Mark Spector and not yes. so much. Moon Knight is Moon Knight, right? And they showed yes. that. Very easy to do. But sure. the depth of the character is is the other not Moon Knight, right? You see what right. I mean? But so but so what I, I would have liked to see that I think would be more appropriate to the comics is like a Daredevil version of Moon Knight, right? Like the Netflix Daredevil. Yeah. Okay. Like I think that would fit better into what Moon Knight is. Yeah. Than what was done. 
right? I think, Again, I enjoyed it for what it was, but yeah. like, it's not the show that I would have made as a Moon Knight fan. Well, there's so much more to the, there's, I think they could have done a 15 episode season. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the biggest problem. John and I have talked about that is that when Daredevil came out, they were running these as like a normal, almost like a CW show where they were running a 15 episode season. And I, one of the criticisms after, after the first Daredevil, of course, they were, ah, this season seems a little too long. And I remember hearing different podcasts would be like, they just did like eight, 10 episodes would be good. Eight, 10. And, and I think I was one of those people, by the way. Yeah. And I think people, they listened and now we're kind of dealing with that because we're like, why didn't they flesh out this character a little bit more? And yeah, but I don't, you don't need to have more episodes to tell a better story. Like if your runtime is what makes your story make more sense, then you're just not telling the right story. Well, that's not true. You know what I mean? Well, that's not true. It's, I mean, go on. You're, you're, you're telling these stories for entertainment purposes. Yes. At the end of the day, it's all about entertainment, right? Yes. If you can give, if some, if you can give somebody a, an entertaining story that took 20 episodes, mm-hmm. as long as you're entertained for all 20, nobody gives a crap, right? Mm-hmm. The problem is, and I'm guilty of this. I talk too much. I don't get to the point, but it's like, so like if I'm going to write a 20 episode story, you're going to be like, seriously, you could have combined that into 10 episodes. You could have cut out all the fat and we could have had a nice solid story. That's the problem. It, it's mm-hmm. not, it, it, you're, the length is never the problem. It's the, en- it's, it's the entertainment value within that, right? Nobody ever came home from an awesome baseball game that was an awesome baseball game that ran six hours and you were like, that was awesome. No, but if you sat there for six hours and you're like, that took six hours, mm-hmm. wasn't the length. It was, you were bored the entire time, you mm-hmm. know, and you can have it, but it happens both ways. There's no doubt about it. So I think they could have told a very entertaining moon Knight story over 15 episodes. I think there's a lot more. They could have put more action in each episode. They could have, they could have had a story. They could have had two story arcs to it and allowed you to move along. But we're in a, you know, the Seinfeld world, leave them wanting more. And that's, I think that's where they are right now. They want, they don't want to tell a full story. They want to be like, Ooh, that was pretty good. Leave you a little intrigued. I'm not expecting the full story. What I want is a story with some cohesion, right? Mm -hmm. Like I'm, like give me the cliffhanger even if you're never going to give me a season two give me the cliffhanger so i can want more but like make me feel like the time that i spent watching the show was completely satisfying right it doesn't have to be perfect Hmm. okay but uh, but i want it to be kind of worth my time you know what i mean like i get the fun element i'm all about some fun bro but uh you know bro i i just (laughs) six episodes would have been a great length had they told maybe a better story, you know what I mean? I just, I don't think the story was that interesting. See, I it think it felt was like, for the it masses. just felt too generic. Yeah. Well, you're a big Moon Knight fan. It's true. You know, that's and that's always tough. It's always tough when you, mm-hmm. you know, so much more and you wanted to, you wanted more, you know? Um, but I think for the uninitiated, which 
I wouldn't consider myself uninitiated. I would just literally consider myself initiated to Moon Knight. I knew enough about him to appreciate the story, but I also watched it with my son who knew nothing, right? So we did a lot of back and forth while the show was going. I'm like, do you understand what they're doing? And he goes, yeah, it seems like he's got like this multiple personality thing, Mm -hmm. right? And I'm like, good. So I think that's kind of what they were going for in that it's such a complex character too that if you did too much, I think it might've got too confusing if you don't do enough. And I, I don't know. I feel like they and were see, in a this difficult is what I'm saying. position. Like, it just seems like everything just gets a little too dumbed down. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. That's it. Uh, I want to see, uh, what, what, what's the score on this puppy? What puppy? Do we know? On, on Moon Knight. The score? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, it, the ratings. Oh, 7.5. That's pretty good. That's yeah, that's pretty good. I, I, the other thing is that I, I like that Marvel's doing and uh, John and I have said this a bunch is that everything they do seems to be another genre or another, uh, creative leap to try mm-hmm. and make something different. Um, uh, multiverse of madness, got that little horror vibe, but and that's Marvel doing it. Uh, we had New Mutants, which also had the horror vibe. Uh, different horror vibe. Um, more of like Cabin in the Woods horror vibe. Mm-hmm. But it was definitely... I, I enjoyed that too. I But that wasn't Marvel. That was Fox. It, it ended up Fox, yes. coming out under them, I think, didn't it, by that time? By yeah, the, time the, it came the out. kids had already gotten old and retired by the time... Time the, the movie, movie came out. out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, just like Morbius, right? Because that's that's been done for what, like three years or something. Yeah. A lot of these movies years. nowadays are. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, I wonder if like those because New Beans is a good example, right? Um, again, I haven't seen Morbius yet. I'll watch it tonight. But just from the things that I've heard, um, I wonder if like pushing stuff back. It happened with Black Widow too. If pushing yeah. stuff back for whatever reason is the reason why these movies are hurting, right? Like. It could be partially like expectations where like people that love these things are like, hell yeah, I can't wait to see X, right? Like right. Moon Knight, right? I've known about the show for forever. So yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah, Moon Knight, Moon Knight, Moon Knight. Uh, and then I see it, I'm like, eh, all right, I was whelmed. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, so, and I wonder if that's what hurts things like New Mutants and Morbius is pushing things back for COVID or whatever other reasons. Um, but just, just put the movies out. You know what I mean? Like they're going to do what they're going to do. Right. Like, and right now, like, there's a ton of entertainment streaming. Mm. But, like, is there a lot of like movies coming out in, in theaters? Like, maybe right. they're starting to prop up more now. Right. But, well, next week like, we've what, got uh, Top Gun Maverick is coming out. And <clears throat> because it's not in the comic book world, but, well, no, I'm going to look. That's going to be a big one. I think that has a chance because it's not comic book. Right. Comic book movies are doing great. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, the Batman did what last I saw was like 800 million, something like yeah, that. Half of that was me. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. And then the other and then 45 days later, we got it streaming. So it's it, I I had this conversation on my other podcast. They're like, well, what if they put it out? I, I was saying how Netflix, do they ever someday consider releasing movies to the theater first to try to generate some additional income? Right. 
And they were like, but why would people go to the theaters to see it if it's just going to be on Netflix? I'm like, I don't know. Why did people go see the Batman knowing it was going to be on HBO Max in 45 days? Huh, $800 million worth of people did. It's, it, mm-hmm. you know, you want to see it. You, you, it's mm-hmm. marketing. It's all of that. But Top Gun is going to be, in my opinion, could be the biggest blockbuster. It could be. That isn't. I'm not saying it's going to be as big as the Batman or as you know, Spider-Man No Way Home, or even as um, Multiverse of Madness, but it's going to be a huge blockbuster that isn't a comic book movie. Well, and it's got that nostalgia thing, right? Because exactly. people that grew up with Top Gun are going to yeah. be like, hell yeah, I got to watch this, right? And I'm going to watch it, just not in theaters. Listen, I still <laughs> say negative Ghost Rider all the time. Like, people that work make yeah. fun of me. But I say it because I don't care. <laughs> you know what I mean? I negative do me. Ghost Rider? Negative Ghost Rider. I use it all the time. Uh, okay. Uh, so and that movie's how old? When did it come out? 80 86. something, right? 86. 86. I was just, five years old when that came out. Uh, the day that came out, I was working. Uh, I was working mm. at Marshall's up here. Oh. And my, uh, my girlfriend had just got her license, and she worked with me at the time, but she wasn't working that night. And she called the store and said, hey, do you want to go see Top Gun? And I was like, okay let's go (laughs) so um actually i don't even think she was my girlfriend at the time i think we were just friends and she was like let's Mm. go see top gun like benefits let's go (laughs) yeah so yeah i yeah top gun yes i love that no i hear you i hear you i uh i I, dude i don't it's so cheesy i just watched it again oh i can imagine i haven't seen it in 10 years probably but the new one's supposed to be, it's got all the cheese. It's got all the, you know, it hits all the notes. I think they even have the volleyball scene in there somewhere. Yeah, uh, I saw that on the trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's a volleyball scene or just a guy doing the similar pose. But even just watching that scene over and you're just like the pose. And it's like, can you imagine what it was like filming that? It's like, all right, mm-hmm. like pretend you play a ball and they should. And then they're flexing to each other. Which is kind of what guys do, anyways. But <laughs> it's like, listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you what the biggest movie of the year is gonna be: Jurassic uh, Park Dominion. Is that what it's called? Dominion. You think? Yeah, for sure, guaranteed. The, the final, the final chapter. Yeah, the final chapter. The final countdown to the that final chapter. Final chapter. Like, didn't they? Didn't they have a couple final chapters of like Freddy? Or something like that before they listen. Every movie is the final chapter of Freddy. Exactly. Okay. But and yet, I wish they do more of them. Yeah. Yep. No, I'm, I, I, I can't wait. I got my tickets for Top Gun. Opening mm, day. Wow. Three thirty. Oh yeah, I bought them like week, couple weeks ago. Mm. Yep. Can't wait for that. Um, what about the boys? There's another. Comic. so yeah season three is interesting coming yeah, i haven't two seen weeks. season two yet i haven't seen two yet oh you might want to catch um, up. I, I will but uh <laughs> i saw the first season i loved it it's it's better than the comic i think uh it's different than the comic it's different. they're very enjoyable in their own way yes, yes. yeah i i yeah. thought it was actually in a way pretty faithful to the comic different like you said with enough changes but, to right my mass market appeal yeah 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 yep yeah and if you've that's what I like, and that's one of the things I like that the MCU's doing is that they change it up enough that it, even if you've read all the comics, you still don't mm-hmm. know what's coming next. But then mm-hmm. when it gets there, you're like, oh my God, I've read that. 
Isn't that and I love that about the MCU is that there's so much mystery for even the, the biggest comic book nerd that it, even when they deliver whatever the whatever the climax is to the movie or to their arc that you're like yeah that came from dit, 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 dit. and you're mm-hmm. like it was all laid out in front of you but we didn't you didn't know how they were going to put the pieces together and right. it's right it's amazing what Feige's doing that's why I'm like. I told you about secret wars and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. We're all talking about that. And you've read that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm starting it. It's, I, and have. I, I, I think, I think Nick reread that recently. Like he read like secret wars and like all the offshoots, I think. Oh yeah. Um, well, that's what I'm trying to do. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. There's it, cause it was a huge event. So you have to read like yeah. all the different art. I think there's an omnibus for it. And, oh. and I was think I was looking into maybe getting that because it's so funny. It's like, oh, I I don't want anything spoiled, but I'm like, eh, it'd still be fun to read it all. And I'm like, yeah, I want be that different, stuff. right? Because that that's it's what like, I want to see how they did it differently. You know? Yeah. I mean, there's going to be differences, right? Like, King the Conqueror is going to be the bad guy, right? So yeah, it's a Doctor Doom. Yeah, which is too bad because Doctor Doom is the best Marvel villain of all yeah. time. But I think they're still going to incorporate him because that's how they do things. You know what I mean? Like, I think they'll bring him in, especially, obviously, if they're bringing in Fantastic Four and they're... Listen, I was very sad. Let me t- let me say this real quick. I was very sad, but I'm glad that I learned this before we recorded because I was not aware of this scene that happens in Doctor Strange yeah. with a particular stretchy character. Um, well, that's a stretch. <laughs> but you know, you've, there's been rumors for forever. But it's yeah. always been like fan casting, right? Um, and I, like I told you, I was like, I there, I've no spoilers about this movie except for that picture I saw of Charlize Theron um, mm-hmm. that she posted on Twitter. Yeah, Cleo. And I was like, oh, okay, so that character's in here. Um, and then like, so we talked, and a couple of days later, like everyone's talking about this thing. With this stretchy guy, you know what I mean? it's been a week, so everybody, now things start to be like, we're not spoiling, yeah. it's too late, too yeah. bad. Blah, blah, blah. So, yeah. so it was spoiled to me, um, but I'm not going to spoil it to anyone else. That's right. why I'm calling it the stretchy guy. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, whatever, I'm excited for that. I, I'm actually considering reading the comic again. Um, because, you know what? I might be getting it this coming month. So I had this thing where I like I was picking and choosing the mm. books I was ordering, um, but it was like a ton of DC. And then you know I mentioned earlier I have terrible friends that bully me into doing things, um, <laughs> and so Nick's like, "Why don't you just order every Marvel book?" And I'm like, "Why don't I do that? Why don't um, I do that? Because I got so, nothing else to do." <laughs> yeah, so which is fine. So that means I'll be reading that that book again, um, which like I read it when it first came out um, and really enjoyed it. But I just fell off for some reason. And I think now they're up to issue like 45 or 6. Um, so, you know, the problem with that is if I like it, I got to go find all the missing issues. Right. I don't have them. Um, but, uh, like, I had planned on picking him up because um, David Peepoy, or David Peepo, David Peepo's, um, Peepoy is a, a different person. Uh, I, I've been following this guy for a long time. He did, uh, what's the name of that book? Oh God! It's not Lock and Key. That's the that's the Stephen King son. Guy. Ugh, yeah. Um Spencer and Lock. If I forgot that, Ronnie would kill me. Uh, Spencer and Lock. 
like this little tiny indie book uh, that came out, I don't know, four or five years ago. There's been like a Sebastian Lock 2. Um, it's like this like detective. It's like Calvin and Hobbes. If Calvin, if, like as grownups. <laughs> okay, that's the, it, that's actually exactly what it is. And so... Well, isn't one of them a cat? Correct. <laughs> okay, so as grownups and, and, and a cat. Okay. <laughs> correct. And so he's, right, gotcha. he's a detective. Uh, he's a detective <laughs> as an adult. And um, he has his imaginary cat, who, of course, has also become an adult. So he's an adult imaginary cat. cat. So he's like six foot tall, right? Okay. Um, and they, they battle crime because he's a detective. But the cat doesn't actually exist. It's his imagination. Because it's like a yeah. mental health story also. Yep. Um, anyway, Spencer and Luck. Anyway, so he wrote that. So uh, I met him at C2E2. And then I met the, the art, his artist for that book um, at the local con, um, SC Comic Con. Uh, matter of fact, I just talked to him a couple of weeks ago. So we had SC Comic Con this year. And I actually went. And, uh, and he was there. The artist was. Uh, but awesome book. If you've never read it, you should pick that up. Spencer and Luck. Uh, I can't remember who put it out. Uh, Boom, maybe? A- anyway, so he is now working for Marvel. And so he's relaunching uh, the Savage Avengers, which comes out this month or maybe in June. Um, and that's going to be awesome. I don't, I don't know how they're going to do it because, I mean, we're, we're not doing like news or anything, but apparently Marvel lost the rights to uh, Conan the Barbarian. I don't know if you heard this. No. Oh, okay. So breaking news. John will have uh, that. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, perfect. Our news drop. <laughs> so, so he's relaunching Savage Avengers. It, it's like Conan the Barbarian. Yep. Um, oh, God. Who else is in it? I can't remember. Whatever. It doesn't matter who's in it. It's going to be awesome. Um, And he is also writing like a two issue arc for. uh, Cover your ears if you don't want to be spoiled for Doctor Strange and the multiverse madness thing. Yeah. Um, He's going to be doing a two issue arc for Fantastic Four. So I was going to pick up the book anyway uh, because David was going to be writing it for those two issues Uh, because he's he's freaking awesome. And like he like. When Ronnie and I met this guy at a convention, like we're going to all the publishers' booths and like shilling this guy, right? We're like, you've got to get David Peepos to write a book for you. Um, and he actually, uh, had, well, anyways, doesn't matter. We, 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 got, <laughs> we got him some work, okay? That's all I'll say. Because uh, we were very drunk that weekend. Um, and for some reason, people listened to us. And, and so we got this uh, guy work. And now he's working for Marvel. You know what I mean? Perfect. That's awesome. Um, how how do we get there? I don't even know. Welcome to welcome to Nerdy Legion. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Nerdy Legion, <laughs> the podcast network. Because this is Brightside Chat. Oh, we were talking about uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse, Multiverse of Madness. Madness. See? Yeah, and see how that goes. Yeah, and you were talking. That makes about, sense. But see, talking about Fantastic Four, I don't think is a spoiler because that movie's coming. They we already know. Is it? Yeah. Is it announced? Oh is yeah, it? yeah. We just announced on the show that they just. Uh, the director backed out. Director just How backed out. That? Yeah, yeah. Director just, I can't remember who it is, but w- we talked about it like last couple weeks, multiple times. Um, but yeah, we we know we're getting a hmm. Fantastic Four movie. Um, we're hoping within the next four years, but that might be in the second half of the arc of this arc. Because you know how like mm. you have your phase one, two, threes. And now we're in four. So, yeah. you know, then we'll get, 
five and six, and then the culmination. And that's, uh, it, it's funny, like, that was one of the um, things John and I talked about. It's like a lot of people nowadays are like, they just want everything wrapped up. And like, took 20 okay. movies to get to Endgame. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, well, you know what? That's actually, that actually makes a lot of sense. Because um, I can't remember if it's, is it in this room? No, it's not in this room. Um, I I have his first appearance, not not as Kang the Conqueror, but like his real first appearance as Rama Tut, like his uh, his like Egyptian pharaoh alter ego. Oh wow! Uh, and that's that's in uh, Fantastic Four. Oh okay. Uh, and I got it at the perfect time. I got it like three years ago, and then like a month or two later, they announced the whole Loki thing. And then like, they started talking about what's yeah. his face being Kane the Conqueror. And I was like, yes. Cause I, I, I spent like 60 bucks on that book. Right. Like the guy wanted like 85 and I was like, I'll give you 70. He's like, no, I was like, if this, I'm leaving. He's like, all right, I'll take 70. I was like, nope, too late. I'll give you like 65. He's like, fine. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it's like last day of a convention, you know, yeah, like yeah, you want to yeah. offload whatever. So yeah, I got a great deal on it. Um, I don't know how much it's worth now. I don't really care. I didn't buy it to sell it. I bought it because I wanted to have it. Because um, I, I love that. I love Kang the Conqueror. Like you know, I know you listen to my show. Mm. I, I've I've had this like Kang the Conqueror Moon Knight Apocalypse like mini series thing in my head for many years. This might have been before you started listening. Um, and it's and it's awesome. Okay, so <laughs> one day, one day I'll convince Marvel to let me write it. Okay, or somebody will write it because I just will it into existence okay and it's gonna be great oh but yeah you're funny it's you're you're talking about that what you just said you're gonna will it into existence i've mm -hmm. had this long run like and what triggered it was the last thing you were saying about the um that story where the the cat's imaginary right mm, yeah spencer and luck so i've had this long running thing you know how kids kids have uh imaginary friends mm -hmm. and they do stuff like that and I'm like, when you set up stuff, like, I think I've got a pretty good life. And one of my biggest fears is I'm always going to like wake up and still be in third grade or something and be like, oh, <laughs> I got to go through all that crap again. Right. Oh, but man, I'm like, yeah. but here's another one that I have. I'm like, so I've got these two podcasts and I get to sit down guys like you and, and have these great conversations what if this is all in my head and my wife's like, I'm sitting here in front of a blank computer imagining these conversations and my wife's just like, whatever, it makes him happy. <laughs> just like, he's just nuts. Hold that thought. <laughs> uh, but so, you know, I love, I love Grant Morrison. So this is what you should read. Oh, Flexman Mentalo. Mentalo. Yes. Okay. It's, but, because it's it's okay. it's about a guy that basically uh, he's a comic book writer and he's writing these comic book characters, but it turns out that he actually met these comic book characters when he was a little kid. Yeah, and they told him about what was going to happen in his future. Yep. But also, spoilers for you know a fifteen year old book. Uh, at the end, it turns out that he needs to decide if he wants to uh, destroy the world or recreate it because. The, all these like superheroes he wrote actually exist mm. in an alternate reality inside himself. 
Uh, it's Grant Morrison, so what do you expect? You know no, what I mean? I Hello. love that stuff, though, because <laughs> yeah. there's, I mean, I, um, there's, I can't remember which Robert Langdon story it was. Uh, it wasn't Da Vinci Code. It was a couple books after that. Um, but I read all of them. Langdon being the character it was, uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was it? Not Dale Brown. Was it Dale Brown? Dan Brown. Dan Brown. Dan Brown. Yep. Sorry. Um, but there's another theory in there and that our realities are like, it's everything. It, it, you are your own reality. You are the center of your universe. That's just the way it is. And then there was a whole idea that God is like, yeah, God's inside you, you like, mm. and that like mm. you are God, blah, blah, blah. And it's, it, and it doesn't mean, and they even got it in, in this, I, I can't remember which book it was, but they even get into the idea of like sports and like, the crowd actually willing a team to win because they're, you know, you have all of, you have 17,000 gods in the state and they are willing yeah. to win. Right. And it's like, and it's, I mean, it's fascinating to think about, but there's also like, when you get into that, you know, and it comes from reading comics, it comes from allowing your mind to, to travel outside that box of, of what we would consider quote unquote reality. Um, but yeah, it's like this, what if like, like in my other podcast, it's like, I get to sit down once a week now and listeners are coming on and talking to me. What if that's all imaginary? It's just what I wanted. So I just made it happen. <laughs> it's like, you know, and it's like, you, now, sir, you need to greet some more Grant Morrison is what you need to do. Yeah, no, but I love stuff like that. I love thinking stuff like that because at the same time, people might be listening going, oh my God, that's crazy. But is it though? Because at the same time, like, which even if I am doing that, right? Is that bad? I'm happy, mm. right? And it, it, or and, and the other part is this: I'm only I'm creating a great reality, you know. Okay. And it's like, and and I think a lot. Of, I think um, not survivors' remorse. It's more like um, oh, what's the other one? Where like you, success, where you're successful and you're just afraid you're going to lose it. Right. And it's like, I, I, and I don't think I'm like, I'm not successful like crazy, but I'm like very happy with my life. I'm very happy with what I have. And I, I like my relationships, this fun, I get to have all this fun and you don't want to lose mm. that. Right. So you're like, well, maybe I'm just making it up. And it's like, I hate to lose it and think that I, like, what if somebody snapped me awake and I was like, oh, crap. But now maybe I have the knowledge on how to do it. <laughs> I wake up and just go do it for real. I don't know. But uh, So sounds to me, here, I'll give you some common recommendations since that's what you're talking about. And see if any of these different interpretations hit your uh, your your thing. So Flex Mental is going to be one of them. Yeah. Uh, you're going to read Grant Morrison's Animal Man. That's another one. Okay. Um, you can try Grant Morrison's The Invisibles. Um, you can do... Uh, the Invisibles. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> Listen, that one's. I'm just warning you. Um, Alan Moore, uh, Miracle Man. By the way, like Miracle. Oh no, not Miracle Man. Not Miracle Man. Uh, No, what did Tom King write? Who? Never heard of him. You talk about Mister Miracle. Mister Miracle. That's right. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, No, Miracle Man. Okay. Okay. Which, like, fascinating. Like, if you talk about like you want to learn comic history. Like, go look up the history of Miracle Man, right? Like, he starts off at this, like, ripoff of Shazam, and then, like, there's all these lawsuits, 
and the guy tries to sell it to Marvel. Marvel's like, we don't want your garbage. Um, and like he, they have to change the name so they don't get sued because Marvel's like, not only do we not want it, we want all your money because you're taking our crap. And then Alan Moore <laughs> comes in and like completely changes the character from this like stupid Shazam knockoff to like one of the best comics you'll ever read in your entire life. Um, anyways, and then that's got a long, complicated story because like, um, what's his name? Todd McFarlane tried to buy it. Yeah. Um, but then like apparently Neil Gaiman still had some of the rights. So like this goes kind of with the, uh, you know, that they had like all these lawsuits for, for Angela. Um, I didn't, uh, I, you, you're a new Spawn fan. How would you know this? I know. You just you just started reading Spawn. And I'm a longtime Spawn reader, going way back to December. So Neil Gaiman, <laughs> yeah, back to December. Neil Gaiman had created Angela for Spawn, right? Like all these, uh, like the angels mm-hmm. that are like part of this like yeah. good versus evil battle. Um, like that's basically Neil Gaiman created that. Um, Todd got to keep all that stuff, but he couldn't keep Angela. And Marvel ended up buying Angela. And so now she's a Marvel character. She's like huh. Thor's cousin. Yeah. Okay. Which is huh. not as cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that, that whole thing has to do with Miracle Man or whatever. Like, again, one of the best things you could ever read. How do you do um, that, think, though? How do you... Like, so... McFarlane created Spawn. Correct. Right? So what yes. it... Gaiman came in, wrote for Spawn, and, wrote some and he Spawn. Was writing, he was writing Spawn, yeah. And created a character. Or Spawn, the Spawn universe. Correct. And then took the character out of the universe. See, this is the intricacies of creator-owned comics in the early 90s. Do you remember? This is is when things bite you in the ass, as they say. Yeah, but... Language. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Actually, you don't have to do that for that. You could say ass. Um, Okay, good. Do you remember one of our first conversations when I came to Nerdy Legion? It had something no. to do with that. Did it? Yeah. What was it? Uh, remember I told you about um, a buddy of mine that was a goal. He's a goalie. Had his own goalie school. And, yeah. And um, when I came to Nerdy Legion, remember I asked you and you said you laughed and you were like, nope, you're 100% right. And you sent me an email like whatever it was, the legal thing that I was like, because oh, okay, I didn't, yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't. Know, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And I didn't yeah, yeah. know what it meant to join the network to join a network right. yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah, yeah. i wanted to cover my bases because a friend of mine not really a friend of mine but a guy i knew um he had a goalie school he was he played in the nhl he had his own goalie coaching school and just because he was looking to join someplace he joined some like another school and his his name was Brian. It still is Brian Eklund, <laughs> but um, it, it, B goalie was his initials. B E goalie. That was the B right. goalie school. So like, be a goalie, right? Mm-hmm. It got it got taken from him. Literally, his name got taken from him because he joined this other mm-hmm. larger school at the time, and he was he was just looking for ice. So he joined up with this other school. It wasn't a goalie school. It was just a player school, right? And He's like, oh, I'm going off on my own. I have way too many goalies because they were giving him a slot of the ice every hour, like the middle part of the ice to work with a couple of goalies. But now more and more goalies, he wanted to go off on his own. And they're like, nope, can't take your name. And it was so similar to like Brightside Chat mm. joining up with Nerdy Legion. And then what if John mm. and I were like, hey, yeah, we're going to do this. And you're like, it would be, 
I didn't know how it wor- would work, but it could. I could see how it would be like completely within your rights to be like, no, you joined the network. We own the name now and blah, blah, blah. And be like, because he literally, they went to court over this and mm. he lost. He lost what? his own name. Yes, I told was, you this. It must have been in the contract then. There was They're no like. No, there was no contract. Oh, there was it no was contract. Literally, just like let's get That's in here. Crazy. But then they were, at, but because that that other school that I don't want to say, not that anybody would know, but they had used it in their advertising. Once they had used it, and like once we show up on Nerdy Legion, blah 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 blah, and it's like, but I never, not that I thought anything would ever happen. I'm not saying we're gonna, but you never ever know. And I always have that in my mind. But now you're talking about this, and it's like. Wait a minute, you wrote a character that's part of this universe, but because you left the universe, the character gets to go. Don't you think it would be in the revert, like in perpetuity, mm-hmm. whatever you call it? But it's like, it's crazy right. how much that legal crap sucks when it comes to art. <laughs> Listen, no comment, okay? People, are, <laughs> people, people get too worried about owning stuff, man. I don't, I don't care. No, I know. You know and that's, I mean? you laughed, but you also, like, you understood what I was thinking. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I, I no, didn't yeah, want yeah. to also, like, no, Joan and I have to come up with a new name or something or, like, whatever. I don't know. I didn't know. I didn't know. I'd never been a part of any of this. Like, you also never met someone as crazy as this guy. So, there's nope. <sighs> nope. <Yeah. laughs> so, uh, you know. Yeah. I don't do this to make money. You know what I mean? I don't want you. No, no, (laughs) no. And that's, and that's just it. But you never knew, you never, ever know what's going to happen. And what if, what if all of a sudden one of us did something that it was like, you never know where the next pet rock is. Right. So it's like, what the hell? And we're like, ha ha. It's like, no, you don't get that. Actually, you know what? It's, it's funny that you say that I will not call this person out by name. Okay. But we used to have a podcast. We used to have a podcast on the network. Do you? Maybe. Yeah, maybe you do. Uh, we used to have a podcast on the network, and uh, something happened, and the co-host started like not getting along as well, but they were kind of pretending to get along on their show, um, and things got kind of heated offline. Yeah, between I know. That's, that's what one I of these. On. Uh, that is when you came on. Uh, Remember? One of these co-hosts? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, that's right. Because yeah. said person left you a review. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. I told you and I it was know a, this one. A bad review because just because you were on the network. Anyways, oh. he he retracted it, right? He did retract it. Um, funny uh, story. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Again, I will not name this person, but I will say they now work for a comic book company. Um, I will not name the comic book company. It's a smaller indie company, but they they do work for oh. a comic book company. And I always wonder if the comic book company he works for knows that he steals comics. I don't know. Mm. But I guess they do now. If they can figure it out who it is. So, <laughs> so he, he... Oh, okay. I didn't know that. I lost track of him. I, this, well, this, I, this, I didn't this, lose this, track. I stopped. I just, this, was part, this was part of the reason why things started getting a little weird. Hmm. Was because I like to pay for my comics... And he was proud of not paying for his comics. Right. But yet he now works for a comic book company. Anyways, let's, let's change the subject here. Yeah. Uh, well, I, that's funny. <laughs> I have, I honestly, I haven't thought about that in a long time. 
I haven't yeah, thought, me I haven't thought you about brought that. it up. Thanks. Yeah, I didn't bring it up. <laughs> I didn't, but that was funny. That was funny. And yeah. it got, it got heated. It got right? heated with all of us. And I just kept going. I, I talked to obviously yourself. Uh, I talked and I was laughing. And then I, I, I remember telling his co-host, I'm like, just let it go. I'm like, just because he's just feeding into it. Just let it go. Let it die. And, and I think I, I remember telling you on the phone, I'm like, nope, just going to hit him with compliments. Thank him very much. And mm. it's like, that just eats people even more when they get so angry at you and you go, oh, thank you. But you've done so much for me. Thank you very much. Yeah. So yeah, it's, that's funny. I haven't, yeah, I haven't thought about that incident. And that was a while ago. That was a long time ago. Life happens, bro. Yeah, it does. It does. Um, let's, let's change it to a happier thought. Maybe not even comic related. Uh, do you have Apple TV plus? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Have you seen for all mankind? No, that's actually the one show I haven't watched a single episode of. You would love, I think you would love that because it's it's an alternate reality of like, but it's intertwined with real reality. And it is so, Hmm. and, and you like, I, well, I, I don't know this a hundred percent, but you're kind of a history buff a little bit. Like, you know, your history and you'll pick up on all those little cues, even though you're a little younger than me. Um, my son loves the show and he didn't pick up on any of them because he's oh, no kidding. Yeah. He, well, he wouldn't, he wouldn't know. Like, so for instance, um, Ted Kennedy, they alter his mm-hmm. reality on like Chappaquiddick and that doesn't happen because of events oh, in the show. And then, but what's fun is, but these are all like, this isn't like, um, spoilers at all, but cause th- these are all little blurbs in the background of the show. Like, so you have the main story, which is like the, you know, an alternate space race is what it's about, mm-hmm. but then it's the, the president at the time or all these political figures, but it's all news blurbs that are going on in the show that you kind of oh, have to cool. pay attention to, yeah. but it's how things have changed. But yet. Kind of like your destiny is your destiny. They all end up yeah, in the same yeah. place anyways, right? So it's it yeah. that's kind of cool. I think you'll like that. But then the story itself is fun. It's I I that's I think, cool. Yeah, that that's actually so weird because you know I, I was talking about Flashpoint Beyond earlier. Like that's yeah. how issue one plays out because there's like oh like this ha- like uh, yeah, obviously it's an alternate reality. So like there's things going on you're like oh yeah like I could see how that would have happened like yeah you know based on these events yeah I, I love alternate history stuff um this is a show that I mean to watch maybe you've seen it what's it called 1983 is that it it's no. a polish show I and it's seen like that. no it's an alternate reality version like um maybe like if they hadn't been taken over by the communists or something like I can't remember the exact thing but it's like one thing doesn't happen and like this alternate reality develops. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like there's some kind of like made in the high castle twist in there at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've had it in my queue for a while. I haven't seen it. Um, yeah. I'm going to listen. I, I, I've been meaning to check out for all mankind for like a little over a year. Yeah. Um, I was the same had, way. And then I couldn't, I couldn't stop watching it. And I have that good. I have the final episode of season two to do, hmm. and I saved it because see, I knew like I finished. I would have finished it like three or four months ago, um, 
And I saved that one episode because I knew season three was dropping and it actually drops uh, on June 10th. So I'm, I'm like, all right, I'm going to finish season two the week before and then I'll go right into season three. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's tough too. It's, it's very, it, it how I many mean, episodes in a season? I think it's 10. Something like oh, that. that's Maybe bad. it okay. might even be more. It might, might even be 13. It's good though. You know, it, if they're so good that, Apple TV is, has such good Dude, the production value of every oh. show is so good. Yeah. It's... Like, my wife and I just watched uh, Roar. Um, I'm not recommending it, okay? Um, it's like <gasps> six episodes, seven episodes. They're all like 20, 30 minutes long. Um, and it's kind of like, a, like, it's basically like a feminist show um, where it takes, like, social tropes of, like, what women should do with their lives but like, does it in like a weird, like almost surrealist way? Yeah. Um, like, there's one episode where like this, she's like a model, and she meets some rich guy, and like they start dating, and like he, he's like rearranging his office or whatever, and builds a shelf on the wall. She's like, oh, that's great. Like, what are you gonna put there? And he's like, oh, it's for you. So like, this woman lives on the shelf for like years. Um, anyways, so I like, I'm not recommending the show. Um, but like, yeah, whatever. It was, it was fine. Uh, but like even a show like that, like the production value on it was just incredible, right? Yeah. And like, oh, there's yeah. not a ton of content on Apple TV, but like every every show that they have is like, like prehistoric worlds coming out. What in like two three weeks? Have you seen this? Yeah. The dinosaur. Yeah, my, one? Even my wife was like, Ooh. I can't wait, dude. Right. Like I used to want to dig up dinosaur bones when I was a little kid. You know what? Uh, I'm sure, every, like every kid <laughs> every is kid that is, kid, yeah. you know. Then you find um, out what goes into it, and like how painstakingly boring that. Talk about meditating, Jesus! <laughs> like that's no listen. And like you're 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 clearing dirt with a paintbrush. <laughs> so so that was my first thing, and then I got a little bit older, and I was like, oh, dinosaurs are for babies, and you know I'm like seven, right? Dinosaurs are for babies, but I love like ancient Egypt stuff, right? So I was like, oh, I can be like an Egyptologist. Um, I didn't even but, know that word. <laughs> yeah. Um, but my parents ruined it because they're like, you won't make any money doing that. So I was like, all right, I guess I won't do that. Uh, Had I not listened though, I would still do it because I'm still all about that kind of stuff. Um, but you know, whatever. I'm too old to go back to like archaeology school now. You know what I mean? I think that's the time when you do go to archaeology school. You ever seen a young archaeologist? <laughs> yeah dude i watch documentaries oh okay no yeah there's some hot ones <laughs> some um hot ones. yeah those are fictional and then I, no these are like real people supposedly allegedly um how did we talk about what, what, we're talking about it? for all mankind oh for all mankind yeah yeah yeah. um yeah no i, I gotta check that out because i think uh you're right. It, it will be up my alley. I was yeah. doing some training for to this job that I started last year, and uh, the podcast I listened to, the, the, it was a, an Apple podcast. Uh, but one of the co-hosts was doing it like a for all mankind podcast. I was like, okay. oh, that sounds interesting. But I never got into it. There's just too much to watch, man. Like, oh. I I just got done with vacation, and I spent most of my vacation like cutting trees and doing yard work, and it was the worst. Um, and then I went to work today, and I, I got to catch up on like a week's worth of stuff because everyone's useless. Um, 
So like today was no good, right? That's why. Uh, that's why I told you. And then like I had that internet problem. Yeah, right? yeah. So I can't do like anything. Um, but anyways, we got it all fixed, and I had to stay. I mean, I still left a little early, but um, God, see, this is this is what happens with our show. This is why we talk for three hours on Nerdy Legion. I and know. Nobody knows what we're talking about. Like I, that's why I don't even write show notes. Like what even happens? You know what I mean? I have to listen to this for three hours after I talked about it. Um, well, you don't have to listen to it back. I o- I well, do no, listen true. back to the shows where I'm with somebody. I won't yeah. listen back to my shows when I'm solo. I hate that. I oh, hate, that makes sense. I hate myself. I hate listening to myself. Listen, you should love yourself. Uh, right? Well, I, I kind of do. That's why I do a show by myself. <laughs> but that's all I can take. can only take yeah, myself yeah, yeah. for so long. <laughs> yeah no i got you but no, i like listening a... back to my conversations with people and yeah. like hearing back what they had to say and stuff which which for you i get like i, I find it weird that john listened to the show because like he's not the one editing the show you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> right what is he doing when he doesn't hear me <laughs> exactly exactly you had one job <laughs> there's uh Oh, we we're talking about Apple TV. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's a lot of good stuff on there. Um, I just here's the thing: like, it's so cheap that like, do you even care? Like, Isn't even it? if they only have like five or six shows, like, who cares? Yeah, right. Like, I just bought a year because my my one my free one year ran out. So I just I was like fifty bucks, whatever. Just like yeah, yeah. Because you yeah. never know what they're gonna come out with, and it it is. But that's the that's the conversation that we've been having about Netflix is that they don't have an umbrella, <laughs> like just standing oh, out in yes, the rain. That's right. You had brought <laughs> like, up Netflix, so part of the thing that I was trying to do during vacation was clear my queue. Yeah, it's like there's you know a hundred new shows a week on Netflix. And you just like add to the list, add to the list, add to the list, and then after a while, you're like, why is this even on my list? Right? Because there's right. so much stuff on your list. <laughs> what was I you thinking? Forgot why you wanted to watch? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it. Well, yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> And I, like I, I was looking on there, and there was stuff on there. Like the title sounded cool, but then I'm like watching the trailer, and I'm like, yeah. "There's no way like I ever actually wanted to watch this." Like, did I just add it because I like the title? Um, so I cleared out a bunch of stuff that way, um, and then like I watched some movies, but like I don't even remember what I watched. Right? You know what I mean? So like, obviously, it wasn't that important. Um, I don't know. Although last night I was watching Settlers. I think that was on Prime Video, though. Um, and it looked interesting, but I fell asleep. So I got to go back and finish watching it. Um, it's like a a couple that's like co- trying to colonize Mars. Oh, but then, okay. like hil- hilarity ensues because there's like bandits. Well, yeah, that's where, um, that's where all your good comedies are. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, I fell asleep before I knew where these bandits came from. So oh. you know, I got to finish watching the movie. It was late. It was like midnight. Yeah, yeah. And I was, because I was going to try to watch uh, Morbius last night. So I go on the thing and I was like, hey, Siri, where's Morbius? And it's she not brings it up. No, not you. Go away, Siri. Listen, I'm not trying to dictate to me. Um, anyways, but then it like, it let me pre order, but I was like, I don't want to pre order. I want to watch it now. And it said like May 17th. And I look at my watch and I'm like, that's like literally right now. Like, yeah. why can't I watch it's it? It's in an hour. Yeah. yeah. Well, they they do it like what two in the morning, three in the morning, something like well, that. Well, I think it's three because it goes three, west coast. That's right, west coast. Those guys. Which is weird because so if you're in Listen, Hawaii, you get it early. East coast is the best coast, so yeah. I don't why don't they, they base everything off of that and let them have it at ten? I don't care. Hawaii? Wouldn't they? 
Wait, are they in the past or in the future? Oh my god. Oh, they're in the future, aren't they? Yeah, I think they are. I think that's right. Australia's in the future, I know that. No. It's already tomorrow there. Yeah. And it's But also it's not tomorrow time. in Hawaii. It's still like they're we're ahead of them. Oh, we are ahead of them. Yeah, well, the that sun goes this way. <laughs> listen, I don't I don't rise in the sun. east, set okay, in the west. Listen. So they're getting the sun later than us. So they're in I've the... never been to Hawaii, so as far as I know, it doesn't exist. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> it's a figment of your imagination, DJ. That was my dad's claim to fame from Vietnam. I've been to Hawaii. <laughs> they stopped over on the way home. They had a they had like a layover in Hawaii. He's like, I saw the airport. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, I used to have a friend that used to say that. Um, like they'd go to like whatever freaking I don't know. What's it, name it? They go to they go to France, let's say, and be like, oh yeah, I've been to like it, oh, Portugal yeah. or whatever. Be like, oh yeah, like on your way to. France, yeah, yeah, yeah. We flew right over it. I'm like, okay. oh yeah, yeah. No, he actually Not stopped the there. He was like, he also, uh, I think on his way over, they stopped in Guam. Told me about that one. Oh, that's cool. He's like, yeah, he's like, it's as big as a runway. <laughs> that's what he used I'm to sure tell me. Is. He goes, it's tiny, yeah. tiny I'm island sure in is. the Pacific. <laughs> oh, um. Anyways, Christopher Walken. Let's wrap up with that. Christopher, <gasps> you tweeted it. Christopher Walken as the Emperor in Dune Part 2. What do you mm. mean? We gotta talk about this. What do you I mean, I about? didn't mean like it's that serious. No, I know. But we should talk about it. Because, right. uh, listen. Do you um, think it's a negative or a positive? Because I've heard think, both. Oh, I could see why people say both. I think Christopher Walken is a national treasure. Okay. <laughs> I do. I just, no, I'm not laughing at the sentiment. I'm laughing at the way you, like, presented it. Like, even your face, if you're not on YouTube, you're like, I think Christopher Walk. I mean, you even, like, you're like, it's like it was like you were doing a PSA. It was like you, like, leaned into the camera, and you're like, I think Christopher Walken is a national treasure. Listen, Saturday Night Live hasn't been good in many a year. The best times of Saturday Night Live are all the Christopher Walken episodes. More cowbell? Oh, God. He's so good. <laughs> <laughs> he's so good. Uh, he does that one creepy character that's in like yeah. his, his like smoking jacket. Oh, Christopher Walken. Um, he may have murdered somebody, from what I understand. I don't know like that whole story. Uh, who in Hollywood who hasn't? Yeah, I mean, like, who hasn't murdered somebody? They're either um, killing just, each other or crapping in their beds. I don't know. It's that's all, right. That's right. Stuff going on. No, Chris, Christopher Walken's like one of those weird dudes. Like, he's a freaking like he can be a, like an awesome actor. Oh yeah. Um, but like, he's been like pigeonholed into like just playing real life Christopher Walken. Okay? Yeah. Um. Which I mean, like that's fine, right? Yeah. He's not acting; he's just being Christopher Walken. But like, he's a really good actor. Like, if you watch some of his early stuff, mm. like he's freaking incredible. Um, but uh, yeah, is I, he in Apocalypse now? Yeah, yeah, I thought he was. Yeah, because yeah. that had some. I mean, with him, Dennis Hopper. Mm -hmm. uh, you got uh, obviously Brando. I mean. Lots of stuff going on there. Dude, I watched Apocalypse Now when I was like eight. 
with my yeah, dad. Yeah, it's a kid's perfect movie. time to watch it. Uh, <laughs> it the, no, but see, this is why I like the weird stuff that I like because, like, the first listen, the first movie outside of like Bambi that I remember watching is Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay? <laughs> well, that's the when next I, step after Bambi. What when I was like <laughs> five years old? Okay, and it scared me. Uh, language uh, to hell for for many a long time. See, I didn't say no. I beat myself out. I know you. Yeah. <laughs> um, language yourself, but 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 it led me to my love of horror. Uh, so, right. So it's fine. I don't mind it. Um, it also uh, made me dead inside um, because very <laughs> few things scare me. So, um, but yeah, no, Christopher Walken. Like I, I think he's a great actor, and I think you need somebody like Christopher Walken to play the emperor. Yeah. That's um, what I was thinking. Like, so explain to me what the hate is. I don't what, know. Why do people they not just, like him? I, I don't know that. And that's why I couldn't understand it. I was actually hoping that that's the side you were taking. So you could explain it to me, oh, but dang it. I, I've just seen people are like, Oh, he's going to ruin it. Or it's, it's going to be too much. Like I'm wondering if people just, too much. He rules the universe. Like, well, that's the thing. It's a, it, it. People only know him as the Christopher Walken, as in, you know, if you're young enough, all you know him is like the Saturday Night Live. You know the the impression of Christopher Walken. You don't know what he can do. I think it's going to be great. And like you said, <laughs> I go as the Emperor. I'm like, I th- I just I I when I heard it, I felt like that seems about right. I'm like, that seems like a perfect cast. And then you hear all these people going, that's so wrong. And I was like, wait a minute. I'm like, I, I, and that's why when you tweeted that out and I was like, Ooh, maybe he's like, we got to talk about this. Like maybe you were against it or something, but, or, but no, you're just like me. (laughs) If something is super off the wall, awesome. I'm all for it. Yeah. Um, It's like, all right, look, but here's the thing. I don't think it's off the wall. I feel like that's kind of what you, right. what you want as the emperor in Dune. I just, I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure I'll so, get some feedback. <laughs> no, no, you're right. It, you know, this is kind of like the, the the Jared Leto thing from earlier, right? Um, yeah. We're like, Christopher Walken is like that guy, right? And like, I guarantee you, people that have seen Dune, like 90% of them, maybe more, have never read the books, Right. So, so they don't know like how this world works, um, and I think there's like there's there's hints of it in the movie, um, but like not enough. Like they probably mentioned the emperor like twice in the whole movie, right? And obviously you never see him, um, but just like analyze the way like the pageantry mm, of yeah. like them them yeah. sending this group like across the galaxy, yeah, right. Just to, for him to like put a st- his stamp on a piece of paper, right. right? Like this is the type of culture you're talking about. So imagine the person that runs this culture, right? So you've seen Foundation, right? Yeah. Uh, the guy that plays Day is perfect for that role. Yeah. Because like, yes, he's a good actor, but if you just look at him, he looks like one of these guys where you're like, this guy must be the most egotistical sob ever. Right. right. Just like just looking at him. Right. Right. And you see Christopher Walken. Perfect. You think this <laughs> exactly. And you think Christopher Walken, you think the same thing, but just like with more messy hair. Right. Yeah. So that's what it is. Like hyper eccentric, 
just like doesn't give a crap, does whatever he wants because he can, because like yeah. he controls everything. So I, why wouldn't you want Christopher Walken in this role? That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I love I love the term pageantry, pageantry that you said. I love that, that scene. That that like sums it sums that up sums up the entire idea of it's like of an emperor it's like when have you seen an emperor that isn't like that isn't that the point of being an emperor like you're in charge of everything i mean you can't get more narcissistic than that like everything's about you um go to go to star wars as well Mm-hmm. The emperor and that look at the pageantry in Star Wars. Look at the different, the different dress, the different rope. They it's you know, and a lot of people have said that about Star Wars that it was based off of this. And how I mean, you have spice, you have this that. So take Christopher Walken as the emperor here, and it's a more dare I say grounded version of the emperor from Star Wars, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, it, and that's kind of what Dune looks like it's that how they're going to play that out in in the cinematic version is going to be a more it seems just like a more re, dare I say realistic grounded version of Star Wars you know you don't have the maybe lightsabers but yeah, you yeah, still me. Yep. you see what i mean so it's like so i think Christopher Walken could well totally, you can't have lightsabers cuz weapons are banned well, that's why they all use swords isn't a sword a weapon Yes, but it's not okay. So it's a you tool. know why you you know why they have navigators, right? Mm-mm. What do you mean? Okay, so uh, where's John? I need John in here. He knows about Dune. Give me, no, give me somebody just, that knows. No, something. he doesn't. He know he doesn't know much more than me. I think he is reading oh, really? it right now. Oh, he's just reading it. Okay. He's just reading. So, it now. so it, like the the short history of it, is, and I wish they would have gone into this. Um, like we had because you know it's ten thousand years in the future hmm. and so obviously we developed a lot of technology um yeah about but ten thousand like, years worth <laughs> well yes but there was like a bsg moment where like an ai kind of tried to take over uh and humanity won but as a result they banned all like ais computers things like that so it's like it's like in battlestar galactica the reason that the Galactica survives the attack on Caprica um, is not because they're out in space in the ceremony. It's because they don't have any networked equipment. Okay. And so in BSG, the Cylons take over right. through the network equipment. So it's the same thing in, in Dune, except 10,000 years in the future. So that's why they have navigators. That's why Spice is so important. It's because Spice allows people to basically like hallucinate paths through space time. Um, mm. And so, you know, you, you kind of see, you see some navigators in that scene that we talked about just now, but like, if you watch the, the, the older movie with sting in it, yeah. Um, like the navigators get brought out in these like gigantic fish tanks, basically um, because like they, they don't breathe oxygen. They're basically like constantly like breathing vaporized spice and they just live in these tanks. And they're like super mutated, um, and so like that's 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 what I'm talking about. Like I don't think people understand like the level of narcissism you need to have as the emperor, right? right. And, and this is why there's no weapons, by the way, because you couldn't have like laser guided missiles. You can't have like fancy technology in your weapons because then you could have some kind of like AI or whatever try to right. take over. 
right? So all weapons are banned. So that's why everything is human done. That's why they have, um, you know, the, the, the calculator people, like the guy that rolls up his eyes yeah, and yeah, like, yeah, does yeah. the math in his head. Okay, that's all done through Spice because uh-huh. Spice makes you like kind of hippy dippy go somewhere else. Yeah. Okay. And gives uh, people basically like do. superpowers. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, anyway, so, so I can't wait. So this is the type of people we're talking about, right? Like this man possesses the most value, literally the most valuable commodity in the universe because without it, human culture doesn't exist. It, and that's, that's Christopher, Christopher Walken, Walken, my man. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm like, that's, I mean, and we're not even talking him playing the part. I'm like, that's Christopher Walken. He mm-hmm. is, he is his own universe. He is our universe. He is like, I mean, it's funny. It was just a couple of weeks ago. My wife and I were talking about him. Just, I don't even know how it came up, but I think we were driving and somebody said something about having a unique personality. And it's like, I'm like, mm. Do you get a, and and that's the, one of the people that just pops to your head, like just the way he taught. That's not even an accent. It's not even. It's like, how do you do that? It's like that's just who he is. It's just amazing, uh-huh. and it's and like you said, he's a great actor too. Because it's not like it's like he's not the same person in every single movie. Mm-hmm. He may talk with that cadence, I guess you'd call it, but. It's, it is. It's just, I, and like I, when I first heard it, I'm like, that's about right. It seems about right to me. And I don't know. I, I know what an emperor is supposed to be. And in my mental, I mean, you have a much better working knowledge of, of the Dune emperor, but just seems perfect for me. Um, I read too much. No such thing. <laughs> I, I've Listen, never I heard told, that phrase said. I told, I told my daughter this because, you know, I love, I love books, obviously. So we'd like. You know, she's like, oh, let's go eat or whatever. We go eat. And then she's like, oh, let's go. We'll go to Best Buy. Okay, we'll go to Best Buy. Let's go to Barnes & Noble. We'll go to Barnes & Noble. So anyway, so very early on, like I always read to her growing up, right? And uh, as she got older, she's like, oh, let's get a book. So I'd be like, okay. And like at first, she would just find like cheap paperbacks, right? And then she tries like more expensive books. And sometimes she feels bad. And so one day I told her, and this, is, this has always been true for years. You can ask for whatever you want. Doesn't mean you'll get it. Unless it's a book. If you ask for a book, I will never not buy you that book. Oh. But that's not know, a bad something deal. Else? I mean, because you can't go wrong. It's like, even if it's bad, you're just you're going to learn something. Right? It's when, a book. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Yep. So, oh, I know what you that, mean. That's always been my rule with her. Yeah. Um, speaking of AI and everything, have you read... And this one, this is what we'll wrap up with, tying into last week's show. Did you read Metal Society? Image Comics? Not yet. No, I just, wait. Did you hear John and I talk about it last week? I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like. Yeah, and I saw that he responded on Twitter, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, cool. Kaplan? Yeah. 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 Zach? Zach, right? Zach Kaplan. Yeah. yeah, I didn't even he's know who it was. I was like, "Hey, cool." I'm like, "Oh, right. really? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not. I'm not smart like you guys to remember names and people and all of that." And then I was yeah, like, yeah. Huh. "And I, I actually, I we had a a good DM conversation too." Um, but uh, but yeah, no, that book. I was like, I don't know. I I don't know if he listened because we don't timestamp like what what we're talking about. I don't know if he jumped to it or if he listened to our whole show. It's like, 
but it is pretty funny when when artists will come back to us and say stuff it, you know because our show's lengthy and we get yeah, into some yeah. stuff but uh but no no he said he liked what we you know and he he's actually setting us up to get some of his other stuff too um, yeah I, I i interviewed him years ago um, oh yeah? yeah 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 when i was doing the aftershock podcast um, I interviewed him on there. I can't remember what book it was. The maybe the the one Lost Lost City Explorers, um, where the kids find Atlantis. Um, and it was fun because, like, I mean, obviously I was interviewing him for Aftershock, but he wrote Port of Earth uh, for Image. Um, okay. That's a great book. Like, if you never read Port of Earth, it's really good. Um, I feel so, like I like, started it was fun that talking one. to him. Yeah, Port of Earth. Yeah, it's really good. Um. Lost City Explorers like wasn't as good as Port of Earth, I think, but uh, but it, whatever, it's still good. And he's done, he's done a few more things for Aftershock. I can't remember like off the top of my head. Um, yeah, he, he's a he's a fun dude, man. What's the other book? Oh, Eclipse. That's the one that was good too. Oh, okay. Um, I think that was Boom. Maybe it might have been Image Tune. But yeah, I was on Twitter and I was like Zach Kaplan at Brightside Chat. I'm like ah. I know that guy. That's funny. And uh, yeah, that was cool. No, but I, I always said that, man, because, you know, so I used to do the, the Aftershock podcast. I used to do the Valley podcast. Yeah. So I've talked to like a ton of writers and artists over the years. And um, and one thing that I always tell people, like, I never understood, like, I mean, I get if you don't like something that you're going to say you don't like it. Uh, but like, I promise you that a lot of these writers and artists, like, if you put their the name of their book in your show title, like mm. they're going to listen to your show because yeah. they want to know what you have to say. Like, it doesn't matter if you have like one listener, a million, um, no. they want to know what people think about the book. And so yeah, they're going to listen. If you think it, chances are other people do too. It's sure. like, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, you know, and it, it's that one person that puts something out. You're speaking for other people. It's like, yeah. it's very rare. You have that one person in the entire world's opinion that that's the only, it, it's usually like, there's a lot of people that are thinking the same thing. And that's mm -hmm. why you want to hear it. Just like when we get feedback about the show, it's like, I, sometimes you take it and you, you do something with it. Other times you're like, well, that's just not who we are and you can't do that. And I think as an artist, I know that it's, and I, so I, I kind of know how these people think too. And it's like, um, even if you don't like something, um, I, I've talked to Dr. Joe about this, about having people, cause he's doing a lot of interviews now mm -hmm. on his show and they're great. Um, but I, you, you should be able to interview people even if you don't like the book. Cause that, if we did mm -hmm. interviews, that's one of the things that I would love to do is I would love to get people on like that, that I didn't like the book, like books where John and I are like, wow, I just didn't like this. Because a lot of times when you talk to the artist about it and you're honest, like it just didn't speak to me. I didn't get it. And then they explain to you what they were thinking. Nine times out of 10, you're going to like it because now you're getting into more depth and especially if they can flesh it out. Like, well, you know, when I was a little kid, I went through this, this, and this, and it kind of inspired me to do this, this, and this, or whatever their reasons were for writing the book. Once you get a little bit of that background, a lot of times you're going to sympathize with that not with the writer or anything, but you're going to actually see it through a different light. Similar to you watching Captain Marvel with your daughter, right? You're now seeing it in a different light. And it's like, just cause she's sitting next to you and you're like, Hey, that's pretty cool. And it's like, so we don't do that on the show. And it's, we used to talk about it, but it's just not in a, you know, we already, 
I'm already straight out. <laughs> it's like scheduling no, is yeah. so tough. I know what Dr. Joe goes through uh, when they try to set him up, and you've done it in the past, and I'm doing it on my other show and trying to schedule everything. It's it's tough. Yeah, yeah. No, and yeah. Listen, I, I quit doing interviews because I just, it's not as much fun, right? Um, a lot of times these these guys and gals are just doing like press tours you know what i mean right um and so like you know i i'm fortunate enough where i can get some of these people on mm. um but um like i'm trying to think what was it um no, no, but let me finish my point um the um so like if if you get somebody on that's just purely out to like promote a book right um it's like a kind of a dry conversation um, because like they just want to talk about your book or, or their book, which, right. which I get. Um, but like that doesn't make for a fun interview, if that makes sense. Right. Right. Whereas like sometimes you might have um, people that like you, you can tell like they just love making comics. Okay? Right. Uh, I'm going to give you an example. So, well, you know what? I, I won't name the bad one, but but I've I've done a couple of interviews where like it was just obvious to me that this is like a press tour thing, right? Yeah. And that's fine. Like I'll talk about your book. I don't mind, right? Um, but like I got to interview Dan Abnett one time, okay? Um, and like it was number one, like a dream come true because Dan Abnett is like you know long time comic writer. Um, like somebody that I've been reading for literally 30 years, you know what I mean? And like to be able to, for him to find the time to talk to me about anything was incredible. Um, And like, yes, he was promoting a book, but like we ended up talking about Warhammer for like 20 minutes, right? Because he, he writes Warhammer novels. Okay. Right. Like, how, how many interviewers would be like, hey, let's talk about Warhammer instead of promoting your book? And and the writer be like, yeah, okay, cool. Like, let's do that. Right. Chances are very slim, right? Because, like, they just want to promote their book. But, like, sometimes you find that gem, like Dan Abnett, who is my favorite interview of all time. Well, maybe top three for sure. Um, Because, like, yeah, he's promoting the book, but, like, he genuinely loves what he's doing, right? Like, yeah, all these people get paid to do comics, and it's a, it's a job. But, like, you can tell sometimes where, like, people found an opportunity to make money and people just got lucky enough to do what they love. If that makes sense. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's it's, I've told you that about my home theater and interviewing the people over there and I have them on. And I like, like you, when I had Brent Butterworth on and I'm like, he's, he's written for, you know, home theater magazine, but he's written for all these other, magazine cigar magazine cycling magazines he's he's just a writer right mm-hmm. and that's what he does and he but he reviews stuff and he was telling me you know off air if you will it, of like when you go on these shows and it's it's a lot like that they want to have you on to review a product they want to get your thoughts on the latest and greatest whatever new piece of tech it is right so they're kind of in the opposite direction Right. Like where you want to have the artist on that wants to come on and just talk about being an artist. Let's not talk about any specific book. Let's just talk about what it's like to be you. 
but they want to come on because that's their livelihood. They have to promote the book, yeah. right? So that it's in reverse. Whereas you got somebody like a Brent Butterworth who everybody just wants to know about your knowledge on this said product, but he just wants to talk about what it's like to just like tech. And that's mm -hmm. what, like when, when I invite people onto my show, I'm like, no, they're like, what's the format? What do you want to talk about? I'm like, whatever, let's just talk mm -hmm. home theater. Really? And they mm -hmm. love it. <laughs> like, okay. Mm -hmm. They're like, okay. Yeah, and, yeah. You know? And it's like, it, it's providing that opportunity. So I'm like, because I'm not an interviewer. <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, uh, yeah. So like, I'll have people on. I'm like, talk about your, pro I'll have people on from companies. Let's talk about your product a little bit, but let's just talk home theater. And it, I think it's good for, for the listeners too, because yeah, you're hearing about the product, but you're also hearing about these great people, how passionate these people are too. Right. And it's, that's what's and fun chances about are, that's if you're, if you're, if you're passionate about a subject enough to listen to a podcast about the subject or watch right. a video about it, then chances are you, you want to hear some of that like personal, like human aspect. Of yeah. It, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. they like that. And it's funny when you get, like, I have the guys from SVS on, or I'll have Kaleidoscape guys on, or, or Brett, Brett from Kaleidoscape, or Brent, or any of these people. And you're like, they just, they love talking home theater. They love geeking out about it and not be under the pressure of, I'm on a press tour, and I got to do this, and I got to sell mm -hmm. something. It's like, let's just have fun. Um, well, sometimes, like, these guys, uh, like, a lot of these guys are actually comic fans, right? Yeah. Um, so, like, all right. I interviewed uh, Phil Hester one time uh, and, he, you know, Phil Hester's been in comics for 40 years. Um, so like, yeah, we talked about his comic, but like Phil Hester has a giant like comic book art collection. So like, why wouldn't we talk about Phil yeah. about his freaking art collection? Right. And he ate the sh language. Yeah. Language. <laughs> uh, because like, of course, thank you. Very kind of you. Thank you. Censors. Um, <laughs> I believe in freedom. Of speech, uh, and I've been, I'm being censored on this podcast. It's just more uh, fun to do it, anyways. So, so yeah, like you know, sometimes like it's fine, but like you know, these guys are people too, man. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they don't want to talk about the same crap every day, especially in a press tour. Like, Ugh. how many times can I talk about this freaking issue? Right? Yeah, it's twenty two pages. Like seriously, guys, <laughs> it twenty two pages, and everything everybody wants to ask you on the press tour is all spoilers that you can't talk about. Right, no, right? exactly. You can't talk about <laughs> half the stuff. I, I always felt bad for like Cullen Bunn, for example, right? Because every time Cullen Bunn does an interview, all anybody wants to talk about are his horror comics. Like Cullen Bunn is more than horror comics, guys. Talk to him about margaritas, okay? Then you have a good time. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, I, whatever, man. That's it is funny. what it is. That's but you know, I, I like I like Doctor Joe's interviews. They do a good job over there. They do do a good job because they try to yeah. flesh some of that out. They mm -hmm. they do a good job at like. They'll talk about whatever book is coming up. And, and it's funny if you go back and listen to some of their early ones, they, um, Nick's really good at it. He's been doing it. Uh, Dr. Joe has gotten really good at it where he, Dr. Joe brings that enthusiasm. I think like, kind of like myself, like he just like wants to geek out on these people. He's so excited and it's great because I think they appreciate it too. Cause like, don't be shy about it. Just be like, Hey. You know, I'm psyched to be talking to you. This is awesome, blah, blah, blah. And then you get into it and it op people open up like that. And, and they have, they've had some great, they had Chip on and a great know, interview. That one was good. Yeah, it was mm -hmm. a good, great interview. So, um, 
yeah, they do a good mix of that, but I've talked to Dr. Joe, you know, about it a little bit and stuff and he, <clears throat> especially early on. Um, but some of them, yeah, you're right. It's some of them a little tougher than others to pull, pull that stuff out, but that's what, that's what makes them, they're getting really good at it. You know, mm-hmm. it's fun, fun to listen to. Oh, yeah. So, all right. Well, two and a half hours. Uh, it's not a that's nerdy, it. not a nerdy Legion episode. I don't even have to go to the bathroom yet. Okay, John. <laughs> <laughs> That's what ends up happening with John. John's like, uh, uh, I'm like, you know, you could just say I gotta go and I'll pause, or I can crop it right out, or I'll just keep talking. I mean, I talk by myself on the other podcast. Just you and Nick have done that. You've gotten up and left, and it's like it's. It, yeah, dude. Like, whatever. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, you guys then, are like, I'm going to go we, have a we sandwich. Don't, <laughs> we don't pause the show, right? No, no. just got to go to the bathroom and go eat. Like, hey, I'm going to go to the bathroom. Cool, no problem. And then the other person keeps talking. You know what right. I mean? There's no, there's no pauses here. Okay? <laughs> there was one episode, and I was so mad that John's going to laugh. Um, I'm so mad I hit stop because John's like, all right, we ended the show. And John's like, all right, all right, hurry up. We got, I got to get out of here. He's like, I got to go. And I'm like, all right, have a great week, everybody. And the music goes out. And then as soon as the music stopped, I hit stop. But I shouldn't have because all you could, because he bolted, but his bathroom isn't that far away. And he, I think he left the door open. So all you could hear was. That's hilarious. So I've got a funny story. I should have so, left it going because it would have been a great end of show sound. Like, you know, you hear me at the end, like, this has been a, whatever, Hey Fred production or whatever I say. Yeah, and then yeah. all you would have heard was the trickle. <laughs> I was so mad. So so very early on in the history of the Nerdy Legion, I used to record in my closet. Okay. Hey. Uh, because it was. <laughs> yes. Because it was the quietest place in the house. Closet. Um, Oh, <laughs> yes whoever came up with that was a genius yes that was me thank you guys i'm tooting my own horn so uh so anyways so i used to record in the closet and i used to take my laptop in there right because there wasn't yeah. enough room like you have you have room for like your computer and stuff there yeah like this was this was a small closet so i would stand up and i would have my laptop in front of me and we would record nerd legion well one day, I, I don't know what we were talking about. And like, we had been both drinking on the show because we used to drink on the show a lot. Okay. We don't anymore. Um, You've done other to, things on the show. You and Nick. Well, Nick did. You things. did. I can neither confirm nor deny these allegations. <laughs> no, you can confirm it. It's on the Don't ever <laughs> listen to episode 250. That's all I'll say. Um, <laughs> so, anyways, yeah. I did not. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't listened to it back? I have not. Really? I have I, not. I would have thought you would wanted to have just like pure research. Pure research. You don't want to see what, what it did, looks like man. on the other half? Like what? Put it this way. You don't want to hear. You don't want to experience that brain with the other brain. You see what no. I mean? No, no. Because that other brain was much more fun. <laughs> so. So anyways, I used to record in the closet. And one day we were talking about something. We were both kind of inebriated. And I had to pee really bad. Okay. And I still had wired headphones on. Um, This is when I decided to move away from wired headphones. 
So I'm talking. We're we're going. I thought I had hit mute. Okay. Uh. Except the software, the software that I was using at the time, I was muted on the on Skype, but not in the software. Okay. And so I go to the bathroom. Nick's still talking, and I'm peeing. Right. And so I get, I go back in the closet when I'm done. Right. Flush the toilet. Go back in the closet. We're chit chatting. Blah, blah, blah. Um, and then somebody heard the podcast. And asked me if I was peeing on the show. And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and so and so this became a running joke for probably like three to six months where, oh. you know, we would talk about pee-pee jokes oh. um, because I had literally peed on the show. And I, I did go back and listen and I did pee on the show. Um, so that's when I learned to, like, pay more attention to, like, what's recording and what's not being recorded. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so that's what Sometimes happened. Sometimes that's I did hard pee on the to show. do. Listen, it'd be better than going number two on a show. You know what I mean? Hmm. Depends. Yeah. If you had to grunt. I mean, to you do could it, wear depends, tough. and then yep. you wouldn't need to use the bathroom. <laughs> it's true. Oh. Uh, well, you know my horror stories. We've started recording oh, yeah. shows without recording. Oh. I, listen, we've all done it, man. I uh, yeah, but I I really feel like the next time that happens, I think John's done. <laughs> it just depends. It, I am I am so petrified that I'll look down one of these days and be like a half hour in again and be like I forgot to hit record, and I I swear he'll just throw down his headset and just be like I'm out of here. But it's like you just I, I I don't know. Look, I've had all variations, man. Yeah, one track recorded, the other one didn't. Now oh. the track recorded. I never hit record. I stopped somewhere in the middle. Like I didn't unpause. Like it's what. That's like when you did that episode where you're like talking back to John because your recording hadn't worked or whatever. Yes. Oh no, wait, the way yeah. John's didn't. Re- yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it was yours. It was. I yours. lost I was like, everything. It's because I record in OBS now over here, and OB my the OBS had crashed or something. I figured out the problem, but then I got it up. But I literally, it all took place like we were supposed to start recording at four o'clock. Say right. I got home early at three. And I'm like, oh, let me just set up. And that's when it happened. And I was like, I had to basically rebuild everything I had. So like, mm-hmm. I have a track for you. I have a track for me. I have a track for the audio. Like, you know, the, that's on a completely separate track. So I can move that around. I can delete it if I want. I can, it's not all recorded in one track. Mm-hmm. For one reason, when I rebuilt it, and now obviously you know my setup it's it's very it's complicated it took me years to learn how to get this so when stuff goes bad you have to rebuild it on a fly well we recorded that entire show that was the show i stopped i didn't record right i did oh my god it was all and behind the scenes we were both sick we almost didn't even record that day we were That's like, sign, man. I don't know. Maybe we were, we were talking to the day like this. And we're like, I don't know. We'll just, you know what? And we're like you and Nick, like all I want to do is talk to you. So what the hell? Let's do it. So we have the phone. We do it anyways. Right. And then it's funny. Cause we're bo- before that show, we both sat here and we're like, Oh my God. We're like, this. and then we're like, all right, here we go. We do the open. We're like, Hey, how you doing? You know, my wife calls it putting your makeup on. But it does. It genuinely gets you in a better mood. By the end of the show, you're like, yeah. Well, I go to, I, I drop it in to, uh, I edit everything in an Adobe afterwards, Adobe Premiere. And I drop it in and there was one track. 
I was like, I'm supposed to get four tracks. I'm like, I got one. I'm like, at worst case scenario, you'd think I would have everything, right? All on one track. So I wouldn't be able to adjust the audio level. So worst case scenario, I'd be talking like this. And then you'd hear Don talking like this. And then you'd have, you know, and you'd have different audio levels. I'm like, mm -hmm. all right, I guess I'll have to deal with that. And then I go and listen to it. I'm like, what the language? I'm like, it's just John? Like, where did I go? I'm the one sitting here. How did I not record myself? On the, I'm sitting here. My mic, he could hear me. I could hear him. Everything was fine, but OBS didn't record that. So I was mm -hmm. like, I was so frustrated. My wife and I went to dinner. John and I decided we're like, forget it. We just won't put the show out. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. And then I did what I did just for fun. Cause I, I went out, I relaxed a little bit. I'm like, this will be funny. I don't care who gives a crap. It's better than nothing. Right. And Hey, you're right. Stuff happens, but it's called dedication, man. You know what you should have done is oh, this is what, this quit. is what I would have done. <laughs> What's okay? that? Uh, if you, you, you decided like, okay, I'm going to put the episode out. What I would have done is an introduction. And then I would take John's audio, do like, you know, a little noise reduction, and then just take out all the silences. So all you hear is John <laughs> so talking monologue. Himself, yeah, yeah. Okay, for two hours. Yeah, yeah, you could. That's could've. what you should have done. It would have probably taken me either the same amount of time or less, because it's just crop, boom, crop, boom, and just get that one. That's a good idea, too. Hopefully that didn't happen today. <laughs> <laughs> one of us is getting a monologue. Oh, mm -mm. all right. I, is that enough for you today? Yeah, man. I got to go say hi to my wife. She's been here for like three hours. <laughs> and you got to go watch Morbius. And then I we ha we have to have a phone call. Yeah. <laughs> what is it, like an hour and a half? It's not very long, right? Yeah, it's not long at all. Yeah, yeah it might be an hour 40, something like that. But yeah, I, I think I'm going to try to watch it again tonight myself. My son hasn't seen it yet. So I think I'm going to try to watch it with him after after my dinner. My Boston accent there for you. Wicked dinner. Wicked dinner. All right. That'll do it for this week. Thank you, everybody. Uh, something special again next week. A little, uh, we're going to jump in the Wayback Machine, I think. Um, yeah, we got another, it'll probably be another two and a half hour episode, what I've got on, mm. on deck. Uh, we had mm. a good conversation about three years ago that I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reboot, uh, reboot. Uh, so you're not Canadian, bro. I know I go up there enough, uh, but we got to get together with Nick. So mm. I got, I've got to meet him in person online. <laughs> mm. That's true. You do. Do you have a tease? When's the next nerdy lead? Oh, it's still going to be a couple weeks. A couple weeks. Cause he's busy. Yeah. Yeah. He's doing a lot of meeting right now. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 So he gets home beat. That commute sucks, man. And Chicago, nonetheless. Really? I, I mean, I've got a thirty-minute commute, but it's just I get on the highway, get that's out all of work, I do is drive. drive. Yeah, my commute. But that's my job, so I don't mind. Yeah. But, all right. No, it'll be a few. Thanks, Martin. Uh, Thanks, we'll, DJ. We'll... <laughs> Thanks, John. All right, we're out of here. Have a great week, everybody. Hey, Fred. No, you're not going to go pee. Hey, Fred.
No. 